Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of the United States of a Movie Podcast. It's Monday, but it's still fun day because we like to get together as a group and talk about movies. But we have a purpose. It's a difficult purpose, but it's a purpose nonetheless because we're trying to find one movie to define each state in the United States. And if you think that right before we recorded, we had to sit down with a map and start noting down the states we haven't done yet, you'd be right because honestly, we've just been bouncing around the states and this week we've landed on Rhode Island, the teeny tiniest littlest state in America, the little engine that toot toot could. Um, and we're all on board this train as we try to figure out which one's the best. I couldn't do it alone though. My name is Oli Pettigrew. I love movies. I've hosted movie shows, but to be honest, movies are just my passion. It's what I do to relax, much like my two amazing co-hosts who love movies even more than I do. We'll welcome them back. Ryan Sandler, welcome back to the show. Oh man, I, I too like to enjoy the, the usual uh, movie, but this week was incredibly stressful <laughs> as, 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 as watching these three. Um, I, I think it's important to point out to our listeners that while other podcasts may just talk about one movie, it's important to point out that we watch three movies oh, every week. week. Yes, yeah. I was up till two o'clock in the morning this morning watching one of our movies because my plans went a little awry and because Will forgot when his birthday was. <laughs> sure, yeah. it's true. As, yeah. as you do. That's yeah. not a joke. It's so first of all, happy birthday, Will, and two, yes. Will Hirsch, welcome Thank back you. to the show, buddy. Thank you so much. I would like to read a prepared statement um, <laughs> in regards to the movie I picked. Um, okay. My apologies to Marlon Wayans. On January 7th, 2024, I, Will Hirsch, lobbed numerous insults to the character and comedic talents of one Damien Wayans in regards to his performance in Major Pain. I would like to now apologize for these statements. For these comments were made when I was younger and much more ignorant. Watching Osmosis Jones has left my world destroyed, broken me physically, and left my mind shattered in a way that I cannot in all likelihood, be repaired. And, and sorry, I wrote this with Chad GPT and it threw in an ad break. I'm just going to read it. Um, hey, kids, are mom and dad fighting again? Sucks, right? Well, here's something that doesn't suck. Tricks cereal. Enjoy those smacks of fruity goodness with each bite and forget about the smacks coming from the other room. Use promo code MOVIETRICKS for 10% off your next shipment of cereal. Tricks cereal. We killed that rabbit. And then back to my statement. 
Anyway, dear Mr. Wayans, please accept my apologies. Your talents will shine for decades to come. Thank you for not making Osmosis Jones. <laughs> that is uh, wow. the end of my statement there. Sorry. And once again, ChatGBT, I don't know why it threw in an ad break. It was a short statement, but <laughs> that's the future, everybody. That's, that's wow. what's going to replace writers. So <laughs> we're going to have to start doing this every episode. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, we're just Will having to apologize for next, next, yeah. next, next week. Will's going to apologize. Yeah, next next week Will's going to apologize for the previous week's movie. <laughs> well, well no. as you heard in Will's prepared statement, man, the back of my head's already hurting from laughing. Um, <laughs> that one of the movies that we're doing uh, this week is is Osmosis Jones. Now, it's what interesting about this week is. Very often when it comes to picking movies, we kind of get on the chat thread and go, oh, I'm going to do this movie, and oh, I'm going to do this. We kind of just found these three movies and just decided to do them, but no one really claimed any of them. Yeah, we tried to distance ourselves from all three of these picks. <laughs> yeah. I, I disagree. I mean, I thought... Well, one, of them, one of them, I think, is a banger. There's, like, yeah, I, yeah. I think, well, I think two are bangers. I think I can defend <laughs> one of them, but I'm definitely yeah. open to your criticism of it. But I would thought it was it was a bonkers watch again this week. But yeah, so Osmosis Jones is the one that I guess Will's claiming. Um, it's uh, in part directed by the Farrelly brothers um, mm -hmm. and also Piet Kroon and Tom Sito because it is an animated movie and a live action movie. It's basically, um, you know, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Roger Rabbit, same yeah. level. Yeah. Um, but it's got Chris Rock, Lawrence Fishburne, killing it, David Hyde Pierce, Brandy, William Shatner, but it's also got Bill Murray, Molly Shannon, Chris Elliott in the live action stuff. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a movie that is for nobody. Yeah. What is it's the target yeah. market of this movie. A fascinating, um, fascinating watch. It is. What I like about it is it is a full on swing for the fences as yeah. a, for, as a premise, they just go all in. They yeah. just and, and miss every time. <laughs> yeah, it, it could not be a bigger miss. Well, I would uh. see. I would disagree. Okay, now so the Farrelly brothers are credited with directing the live action stuff, which I uh. think bring on the criticism. And many of the criticisms from the critics came from that the the, um, the live action stuff was just relying too much on gross out humor, and it just seemed a bit lazy. Yeah. We can all argue, we can't argue with that really. But the no. animated stuff is done by two completely different other directors, and it's very zippy. It's like it's very imaginative. I'm yeah. going to give credit to all the production designers yeah. gone into creating this city inside the body. So later on, when we talk about this movie, I'm going to be on the defensive. I'm going to try and like root for this movie because we actually own this movie. My missus, she likes this movie. <laughs> and when I was watching it, my daughter came in and she's like, oh, they made us watch this in biology. And you both texted the same thing. <laughs> same thing. Yeah. 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 Which is exactly. like, did you sue the school? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Stand by it. it. It's there's a class action lawsuit going on for uh, schools who <laughs> force their children to watch Osmosis Jones. It's, it's yeah. a tour. So 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 both of you guys are going to be in the hate column for this movie, right? Oh, yeah. Is there, uh, is there something worse than hate? I'm going to be in that column. It's not that I it's really hard for me to hate any movie. I just I genuinely disliked a lot of it. Um, and I also like second screen watch this movie like it, it, to, and to, to clarify, will watch this movie first. And you had never had you seen it before, Will? I had never seen it before. I think I actually watched me, myself, and Irene. Oh, well, we'll, yeah. yeah. But your your first. your live texts of this movie really uh, didn't <laughs> make it up. appealing to me to watch this. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and the movie opens with a monkey fingering its own asshole, and yeah. then it gets worse from there. It's yeah. That's that's the highlight. Much. 
Yeah. yeah. And we'll get into it, but that was like I, I was five minutes in. I'm like, ah, oh, no. And then Ollie joined in. We we synced up and we were watching the movie simultaneously, but we I refused to do it over Zoom because I didn't want evidence of me actually watching this movie. And I realized that I'm saying it now. But oh boy, that was it was uh very displeasing. Yes. Yeah. I I I I I I can see. I can understand the criticism, and we will definitely, definitely get back to it. Um the tricky part of this, listeners and viewers, is like Rhode Island is tiny. Um but 90% of the movies made in Rhode Island are directed by the Farrelly brothers. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I guess they're from Rhode yeah. Island. They make movies about Rhode Island, much like the other movie that we picked, which is also directed by the Farrelly brothers. Um, Ryan, why don't you take this one? I, yeah, I, I, I picked, um, I guess, um, the Jim Carrey film, Me, Myself, and Irene. It was like the knee-jerk response that when I first heard Rhode Island, it was, the, I think you as well, so it was like yeah. the first movie that popped into our heads. And um, I still enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. That was the one I was watching until two o'clock yeah. this morning. I finished it a half hour before recording this. <laughs> <laughs> and I will, like, so like, Will had been, sometimes, you know, the thing about Will, Will's got to be in the right mood. And if he's not in the right mood and you don't bring Citizen Kane, Will gets pissed <laughs> yeah. so, i really i honestly try to go into everything like open and open-minded because i i had not seen me myself and irene before hang on, hang on sorry oh no, that was your first calling twist is calling they say will you're full of shit <laughs> will is the embodiment i, I of, guess of, I, will, will you're the embodiment of film twitter but only the bad only uh, the bad parts i, I really I, I no joke i honestly try to go in open mind every time and you guys just make bad choices it's okay <laughs> to admit no uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, and honestly, honestly, this movie benefited a lot from me watching Osmosis Jones afterward. Because I'm giving me myself and oh, you such that. a pass now. Okay. Yeah. Wait. I, I watched Osmosis Jones first. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Oh, or no, uh, no. No. Sorry. No. Reverse that. Yeah. Me myself and Irene first, and then Osmosis Jones. Gotcha, That's what it was. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but yeah. I said- so so in retrospect, now I'm like I was harsh on me myself and Irene. Uh, so it's it's gone up a couple notches. I watched so. it. So me, myself, and Irene um, from the year 2000, I remember watching it in theaters in Hong Kong when I was 18 years old. I remember going to see this yeah. movie. I, too, saw it in the theater when it came out. I remember absolutely losing my it. shit. Yeah, I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. There are parts in this movie that I still fucking quote. Yeah. Without it, I'm just like, as I'm rewatching it, I'm like, oh, that's where I get this from. Yeah. And it's fantastic. It's um, it's It stars Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Renny Zellweger, Chris Cooper, Richard yeah. Jenkins in yeah. one of two appearances this week. Yes, our um, boy, Ricky Jay. Anthony, Anthony yeah. Anderson um, and many more. And it tells the story of um, Charlie, right? He's a Rhode yeah. Island state trooper um, who just essentially, Charlie Bailey Gates. He's constantly being taken advantage of by people and he just swallows down the pain his missus basically cuckolds him from the beginning of their their marriage. It's crazy. Um, he just and he just he just swallows it. He takes it all until finally he snaps and Hank, his alter ego, his his guy that's never turned up that he's yeah. just been created, comes out uh, and so starts the sort of the crazy adventure as he, uh, well as both of he, um, have to take Rennie Zellweger. Back to uh, upstate New York because blah, 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 kind of the mob, the end, essentially. Yeah, but I, I think I think what's important to say is like this is probably the, the first movie that uh, painted mental health and well-being in a hilarious light. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> the, by the way, Rene, Rene Russo is constantly going, wait, 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 he's a schizo. <laughs> like Rene, Rene Russo? <laughs> Sorry, did I have Rene Zellweger? <laughs> You're still thinking about the Thomas Crown Affair, aren't you? Uh, see, I'm always thinking about Thomas Crown Affair. <laughs> Rene Russo is yeah. beautiful. Um, but yeah, I mean, so it's funny because so, so Will had been kind of like sending his eh texts. And, um, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I come back. So like I said, I was supposed to go out to dinner. Dinner became dinner and drinks. Drinks became more drinks. And then so I got back at like midnight and I'm like, I still got to watch this movie. Oh, my God. I worried. So I put it on. Then I worried about waking up my family because I was laughing my this movie, for all of its troubling issues, when there are many, we'll get into them. Uh, this movie is, I think, still fucking hilarious. It's still effortlessly quotable, and some of the best physical comedy Jim Carrey has maybe ever done. That's exactly the scene of his face say. transitioning from Charlie to Hank in that pivotal, like when he finally snaps is so insane and then you get the nod to his little fire marshal bill character later when his mouth gets fucking it's nuts to see him do this when he fights himself it's great we'll get into it but i think we're missing a third movie that we haven't talked about we have um but no seriously (laughs) physical comedy um i mean it's where he where he picks up his unconscious self and carries himself to the car i still wonder how they did that give the guy a wire trick or not an oscar um but yeah there is one more movie um it's it's a movie that none of us have seen right now i know right yeah i i half watched this movie because my mum was watching it but i must have been nine eight or nine like oh, wow. there's two things that I remember is one is the wind blowing Jack Nicholson and two is the very last shot of the movie. That's Everything not the only else. thing that blows Jack Nicholson. Hey, <laughs> but we um we settled on it was one that was when I saw it was available I go okay I think we should definitely do this one it sounds interesting but it's yeah. the Witches of Eastwick from 1987 um, stars Jack Nicholson Cher Susan Sarandon Michelle Pfeiffer I mean all three of them just stunning <sighs> and stunning. great and just. They are having so much fun in this movie. You can see how this almost becomes a template for like other witch movies. Like they got the the blonde one, the redhead, the 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 brunette, and like for example, like the craft did it, and then Hocus like Hocus Pocus did it. Like these very witch based films. Mm -hmm. And this was I I had never seen this, and this seems like it was such a template for that. And it was well, what a a, a joy to watch. (laughs) I mean, it also stars Veronica Cartwright, who is steals the movie, and Richard Jenkins. Um, like as again, himself. Yeah. as himself. Yeah. Um, but what caught me off guard is I didn't realize I'd even forgotten. But the movie started, and then it goes directed by George Miller. Yeah, very famous for directing Happy Feet, um, but also yeah. all of the Mad Max <laughs> movies. So it's like, yeah. like when I was like that, I was like, all right, okay. What are we getting into? And I tell you what, I, I'm going to save Witches of Eastwick for last because I really want to mm-hmm. get into it because. Yeah. yeah. If you want, we can just talk about that one. It's a- <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Fantastic. No. <laughs> I this will is waiting for that. I, it, it was so strange. That, this movie is so strange. I've never seen anything like it. I don't think it has anything along the lines of an act structure whatsoever. And I also feel like none of the characters grow or learn anything. It was, it was crazy. It's no. true. I, I swear. And I know we're saving last, but I'll just say like I, this movie felt like a, a fever dream. Mm-hmm. Like I watched this movie and it was, it consumed me. It was all I can think about. It's all I can still think about. And mm-hmm. uh, wow. What a, what a thrilling, I, I wish we would have watched this one together because I cannot stress to you, to the audience, how insane this movie is. If you've never right. seen it. So crazy. And I texted, that was my yeah. thing when I, I got done. And I think the, cause I was focused on the movie, you know, there are other movies where you'll, we'll text through it. Cause you've seen it a million times. 
But this one is like, all I really take with this movie is fucking bonkers. And then I cannot, and then I say, I can't yeah. wait until you guys watch this movie because I you were waiting movie. for me to watch it to live text the, my <laughs> thoughts on it yeah, to make sure text. they aligned with your thoughts, <laughs> which were this movie be crazy. This is yeah. insane. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, we're going to get, we're going to save that one. I think that's going to be our nice dessert. I think we're going to start with the amuse bouche of uh, the, the grossest movie. Uh, it is crazy to me it how disgusting is, this is. I mean, the thing is, though, it is equally as bizarre as The Witches of Eastwick. Because yeah. Osmosis Jones, we're going to start with Osmosis Jones, is on the surface of it sounds a bit crazy, which is it tells the story of Chris Rock, a white blood cell, along with his detective cop partner, David Hyde Pierce, who's a cold pill, Great animation, by the way, mm-hmm. um, who work together in the town of Frank. They live inside a human body and um, a terrible, terrible virus uh, or a terrible sort of disease uh, played by Lawrence Fishburne, who's scary as shit in this movie. Yeah, I, he's great. Great character designer. Lawrence Fishburne is he great, baby. Um, it's essentially just like it's a story. It's a police procedural that takes place animated inside Bill Murray's body. And in um, theory, on paper, that sounds like, whoa, that sounds really cool. Like, I love I love movies and shows where something is shrunken down and it takes place inside of a human body, like your inner spaces or yeah. the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. But there this is basically, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like, like you said, Beverly Hills Cop, but in Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, much better sounding in my head yeah. than in execution. Oof, yeah. I, the Oof. idea I made up was much better. Yeah. Like, um, I used to watch this show called, it was a French cartoon which would air in the UK. So it's called Once Upon a Time Life. So, but it's uh, in French, it's Il était une fois la vie. But um, it's very, very, but um, like a kid's version of Osmosis Jones, which mm-hmm. is everything inside the human body is anthropomorphized mm-hmm. and like children are sort of shrunk down like the magic school bus and they get taught about the human oh, body gotcha. inside how things work why they work it's yeah. it's it's like something this, i enjoyed watching yeah but this movie is like a notch below a mucinex commercial like it yeah. has none, it has none of the charm it is it, just it's just it's just, it, it's just a, gross it's just like it's so gross like I was telling you guys, it's not even like it's gross in like a Day of the Dead kind of way where people are being ripped apart and it's like gory. It's just gross because everything is mucus and yeah. like blood and Us. just sweat and just yeah. pus. And it's just it's the throughout the entire film. You don't get a break from any of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you just feel sick watching it. You just yeah. feel like, ugh. And I th- so. I think it's also emphasized by just how great bill murray is at being gross in this movie i mean any once it cuts God. back to like all the live action stuff i mean he is just disgusting a disgusting yeah. i mean he gets himself sick by eating a boiled egg that fell into a chimpanzee's habitat that was just it's disgusting um, what's is it what's the name of the young girl that's playing his daughter uh eleanor frank adam driver <laughs> a young a young adam driver um plays uh shane 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 um, <laughs> Is um, but yeah, is that Bill Murray is basically just I don't know, he's sleepwalking through this movie, but you can tell he's at least having fun. All I have to do is be gross, and it's like, and the thing is, it feels like two movies because it is two movies. Like I said, you've got directors doing the live action stuff, and then you've got other directors doing the animated stuff. And I would argue that if you cut almost all of the live action stuff out, 
If yeah. it just took place inside the body, it would be 40%. I feel like I'm misremembering this movie. And for some reason, I thought it was maybe just at the beginning and the end. Like it was it was bookended with like the live action stuff, but it kept going like back and yeah, forth to it. throughout the movie. Yeah, which sort of I, definitely, yeah, definitely ruined. I, I, I agree. I think if this was just the animated stuff um, or even if the Bill Murray stuff was animated too, um, that would go a long way to helping this movie. I still think like just the execution is still just done in a really gross yeah. way. Like, I, I don't know. There's some, uh, it's yeah. sort of like, I don't know if anybody remembers that Disney ride journey through inner space um, where it was essentially star tours, but you are going through the human body. It, it's literally star tours. It was the mm-hmm. same like ride setup and everything, but you're going through the human body and it's like, you're now going to like through blood vessels and stuff. And people were getting sick on it because it's not like, you know, people don't get sick on star tours really. It's cause like, you're confronted with bodily fluids just constantly and you've got like your motion sickness going through it. So mm. people, that ride was only around for a few that years. Sounds... People were like, Oh, this is gross. Mm. This is kind of the same thing. It's yeah, like, that's a great, yeah, movie. there's a lot of imagination and there's a lot of creativity going into this, but it's to make something gross. So it's yeah. like, Ugh. I will say, and that's what the weird thing is right? because it's animated. Whereas, and um, Ryan mentioned it already is, is in a space. I still, I own that movie. I watch it. I still don't know how they made that movie because they're like, yeah, that's a beating heart. That's a ventricle. There's like, it's stuff in that movie that looks insane. That yeah. like blew me away. Still blows yeah. me away, but it never gets to yeah. gross. It's like, it's always more mm-hmm. like, whoa, yeah. fascinating. It's, it is. It looks so cool. And this is just, I mean, it's boils and pus and it's just. Yeah, it's, it's just so cool. w- waves of mucus. I mean, you've got Maya Fleming played by uh, William Shatner. Um, and it sort of just it, it it always goes for the gross out, doesn't it? Yeah. Too much. Yeah. So like that's, that's just like, like is who is this movie for? Like even as like little kid, like we're little kids, just super into. I know kids can be gross, but uh, this is just really leaning in. I mean, it. we've got the thing is, I mean, one of two movies that has a vomiting scene, um, one of which is very funny, and the other one yeah. is this one. Um, <laughs> though um, Molly yeah. Shannon is great in this movie. Oh my um, god! But yeah, he's just throwing out. There's an exploding zit. That like lands on Molly Shannon's like lip. Um, you get like the inf- his infected toenail, which is where like the gangsters hang out. You and the get body. this almost like Ren and Stimpy style close up of the zit, and it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> that yeah, was like that the first time I. It's pulsing. <laughs> oh, <that's> so gross. <laughs> then somehow like that shit is so gross, but you watch like the opening episode of what was it, season three of The Boys, and you're like, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all just tone and execution yeah. can, like, really change how you feel about something. Yeah, because, yeah. How could you something- could, like you said, you watch all of The Boys and just be like, this is a great time. Yeah. And then you watch this pulsing zit, and you're like, I'd, I'd rather yeah, be doing my taxes. This is disgusting. I almost, I think, I almost threw Ryan off completely when I was like, no, bro, this is the follow-up to the Iron Oh, because I, I had mentioned... I was trying to think of, like we often say to Will, I'm like, say one nice thing about this movie. I was like, oh, the shit, is someone going to ask me that? And I will say that the the animation is is really incredible work on this. Yeah. And I mentioned that to Ollie, and he's like, well, it's the same studio that did, because I asked if um, David Hyde Pierce's character was was CGI, because it looked like is, yeah. the Iron Giant. It's the same. You went on to tell me, I thought you were fucking with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a movie well, so bad it ruined a studio. Well, it almost yeah. did. They made one more movie, I think, before it folded, really. They're sort of the Warner Brothers animation department in this. It was Titan AE, right? It was the one they made after? 
Everyone's that like, it? No, no, that's Fox. Dude, oh, that's Fox. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like Titan A. I saw that in the Oh, they made no the, no Titan A slander on this podcast. They made they made the Space Jam sequel. I, and, uh, <laughs> oh Titan, no! I'd forgotten about Titan A. I had that on VCD. So it was like when I was in college. Nice. I had like, you know, PC and I, I lived in Hong Kong, so you could go to HMV and you could buy eight, uh, VCDs for like $3. So I'm like, take it, take it, take it. It's just the CD someone burned to clarify it's, the audience. Yeah, right. Actually, no, that's in Chimps Are Choi. That, if you want to steal them, yeah, you just go around the corner. But, um, <laughs> but like, VCD yeah. mean? Very cool disc? <laughs> Titan AE was way ahead of its time. Um, I've got a I will thing. share a fun fact. So the, the school that I went to, um, all of our uh, – I went to school for animation, so all of our instructors – were worked on that movie, which was incredible. Like they, wow. the, it, the Fox built this insane animation studio in Hawaii, spent a, an insane amount of money to have this movie made and it fucking flopped so hard. So all of our <sighs> teachers were then relegated to teaching dum-dums like me. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me it's now. Such a, <laughs> it's such a shame. Cause I, I do like that movie. I think me it's too. really good. Um, it was that one, and I think they did the Final Fantasy. Maybe I'm thinking of the Final Fantasy one. I don't know. I'm sure oh, all well, that one, that is definitely a movie that exists. Yeah. I forget which one came first. because it was like, Within. Believe, that was that I one. believe that it was, was the a, same studio. That was a weird movie. Um, yeah. Much like this movie is weird, but like, like I'm going to sort of say it though. Like I was saying before is the people that came up with how we're going to make this city look, how we're going to make it work, what are the cars going to be like, how do things work? You know, how do we, the, the different, you know, you walk into a bar and all these different just looking things, like these anthropomorphized mm -hmm. things. I like the bit yeah. when fire is burning and then you see little sort of like DNA stuff coming off it or things like that. It's just the, the way the city moves and the way it's kind of set around the body and a cramp comes in. It's just, it, I found it extremely imaginative. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is like these people clearly worked. When it came to the animation side, a lot of thought had gone into this movie it's a great it's a great idea and a great concept like will said but it just mm -hmm. just doesn't feel there's no heart and soul to it no no pun intended this well, movie has no heart <laughs> <laughs> even but, though it does but yeah it's just it's the thing that we couldn't get over we kept talking about it it's just the it's no surprise it was made for 70 million made 14 million because it's it's not for kids it's not for adults it's not for teens it's not it's not for women it's not for anybody it's it's a little bit of something for everyone without it being nearly enough of anything yeah. for anyone it made me think of, it, it makes yeah. perfect sense and it made me think of i think after i watched this it said like you you might also like and it made me think as Suicide. while i was watching this yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no it was like the movie sausage party for example and right. that movie is also like so fucking gross but specifically made for adults but still a horrific terrible movie i right. i watched that i mean i think my daughter told me to watch that movie which is troubling oh, no. beyond belief um but, but the, the, the same last, daughter that wants to watch requiem for a dream requiem for a dream the last three <laughs> minutes of sausage party i've never been so shocked i've never i think i screamed like i was so shocked at what i was I seeing remember. it was i can't remember it was with the orgy Oh like, right! It's just oh, the, yeah, it's yeah. sausages being pushed into donuts. But everyone is uh, all of these foods are just fucking, and it's like, what is happening? Like, yeah. why is, what, it's, I don't want to see this. Maybe. And it's all to be clear, it's all set in an H E B, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Great. Remember the sponsors of that? There you go. Just kidding. You can uh, cut that out. Cut that okay. out. Cut that. Cut that. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Quick, Will, stop drafting a statement. <laughs> we would like to apologize to HEB. <laughs> I meant food. And here's an ad break for HEB. Oh, okay. <laughs> but like, um, I'm going to stick with it. So, so I'm going to stick on the defensive here for us. It is not a good movie, but it's also not a bad movie. No. It's just... It's it's a movie with no real it's just no point. When when I mentioned I was doing this movie, people were like, oh my God, I love that movie. And I am no longer friends with them. <laughs> yeah. They are dead to me. But no, I was like, people, you know, I, and and again, I think it comes down to, you know, how like when you when you'd first seen this movie, if you're an adult watching this movie now, shame on you. But right. if you watch this like when you were a younger kid, I I, I can kind of see like it being fun and funny and I'll I'll tell you how everybody who says, Oh, I like this movie has seen this movie. They all had the exact same experience, which is the experience that Ollie's daughter had. They watched it in health class, talking to their crush and not really watching yeah. the movie. What could you That's learn? That's why they like this movie. Yeah. Hey, hypothalamus. We learn <laughs> like bodies, cramps, um, things, how white to pop blood a cells. Zit into someone's mouth. Yeah. yeah, I like. I did like the fact that the zit became like an exclusive club. You know, like so. <laughs> yeah, like I said, yeah. there's little bits like you know the infected toenail as well. I like, knew you would love the zit part. Yeah. Like that. I, this that's part the, of the movie. The it's entrance to Holly. The entrance to said club looks like a sphincter, a, a butthole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's definitely why? a sphincter. Uh, I had another thing. Like, why do some of the characters have like accents in this movie? Like, there's very right. clear uh, ethnic. Like uh, Mexican characters, it was the Italian Why? gangsters as well. Why? Because because it's the Farrelly brothers, and they think race is funny, as evidenced by the movie Green Book. <laughs> like oh, yeah. they they just I I don't I have a lot to say about the Farrelly. You start drafting that statement right now. <laughs> they get no apology from me. They uh they owe all of us an apology. Yeah, so now you're back on picture. board with the Wayans brothers, but we lost Shit. it for the Farrelly. I didn't brothers. realize <laughs> that Peter Farrelly directed Green Book. Yeah, that's why it's so bad. Like I haven't seen it. I, but no, Marshall Ali and Viggo Mortensen, really? This movie is bad. Yeah, he owes them an apology because yeah, they are fantastic. Morgenstein? <laughs> <laughs> we'll never not call him that. <laughs> yeah, no, the, those two are fantastic, and the, Peter Fairley failed them horribly. Like, let me tell you. They're, I mean, I the Fairley so brothers like, were, yeah. were on a run that I feel mm-hmm. like after me, myself, and Irene, they started, like, yeah. I remember the first Farrelly Brothers movie I went to that I was like, I didn't, I just went, huh, was uh, the Matt Damon, Greg Kinnear, Stuck on You. Stuck on You. Yeah. yeah. That's and a like, bad movie. Yeah, because, but you had like, you know, we had. Um, Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber, and you got something about Mary, and you mm-hmm. got me, myself, Both and Irene. Mean, like, it's just. Not so good. Yeah, it, they, they kind of, t- and it's such a shame, because like, I remember that was at the time where I'm like, oh, I, I recognize a director's name. Cause I was just, just becoming of that age. And I was like, Oh, I've got it. You have to see this movie mm-hmm. and it's got Jim Carrey in it. Like, Whoa, hell yeah. Yeah. You know what? Funny enough. So I'm sitting here looking at their, <clears throat> their, their filmography. So dumb and dumber off the bat gold. We Amazing. did yeah. on the podcast. We love it. Uh, Kingpin is a movie that is very, oh, yeah, Kingpin. Yes. I love yeah, that movie. Kingpin, yeah. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something about Mary. Very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, then me, myself, and Irene in 2000. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of Osmosis Jones, Shallow Howl, Stuck on You. Fever Pitch is good. I will go That's with that. That's the Jessica Biel baseball movie? No, the Drew Barrymore, Jimmy Fallon. 
but it's a remake of a British movie that had Colin Yikes. Firth. So Fever Pitch is about like a of course song. you love it. Um, but no, Fever Pitch I remember not being too bad. But Hall Pass, I like there was a couple of things that were funny. Yeah, um, but also very gross. Like we were talking about that. Yeah, that, that also pops up on the Rhode Island list. And there's yeah. just, there's only one thing I remember about that movie, and I'll save it for another episode. <laughs> yeah, Texted it through. I did. I did. I did. Yeah. But like somehow a, better than the somehow less gross than the entirety of of us. Yeah. But like another movie that is like a movie that for nobody was the Three Stooges. You know, I actually oh. liked that movie a lot. Is it? Oh no! I never, I like I never watched it, but it's like I don't it's know like what a, it is. Who in 2012 wanted an adaptation of the 1930s to 1959 film shorts? The Three Stooges. 100 percent my stepfather. He is <laughs> obsessed with the Three Stooges so much so that. Um, he had credit to my mom for letting him keep these fucking things, but there were three uh, dolls and they were hanging on our wall in our basement and they are truly terrifying. <laughs> but uh, he, I, I, I don't know what it was about that movie that I enjoyed because I honestly can't remember, but Larry David is playing the nun in that movie is phenomenal. It's, <laughs> I like, I remember liking that movie and I don't know. I, I stand well, by I, All I know about the three stooges from, um, popular culture is when short circuit reprograms the other yes uh, to do the you know the whole thing yeah. <laughs> that's it so yeah i mean they did the dumb and dumber 2 green book is one of them the greatest beer run ever which i haven't watched which is on apple plus as well but yeah it's like dumb and dumber kingpin something about mary me myself and irene and they've been dining out on that for 20 years yeah you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's well, you anyway. know, I mean, they, they were making all these comedies and then they decide to like get really serious and make Osmosis Jones. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be our Oscar. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. The criteria. Like, um, what's his face? The guy like Talladega Nights direct Adam McKay. Adam and then McKay, suddenly yeah. he started making Oscar nominated like, yeah, sort of yeah, political films. Things yeah. Like that, which yeah. is crazy. But yeah, the Farley Brothers. Yeah, it's around now. I think Osmosis Jones, because you remember like, you know, Shallow Hell, the entire premise of that is she's fat. But yeah, they make trouble. You, you look back on their track record, and that was it's so funny you bring that up. But you look back on their track record of their movies, and you're like, oh, a lot of the stuff, uh, it's a bit troubling, especially watching me, myself, and Irene. There's some lines and some things I'm like, ooh, this would not fucking fly today. Oh my God. Very like, it. yeah, it's, it's very year 2000 movie. Yeah. Um, so, like, oh, so, so, Will, what are your biggest gripes with? With osmosis, outside of just like it sucks. I mean, tell me like, yeah, what are the bits that just aren't working for you? I mean, nothing about the Bill Murray story works for me. It's just, I mean, a just even on a technical level, like how it's filmed, it's the most boring lazy. shot, like lazy, like movie you've ever seen. It does look everybody very except brothers. Molly Shannon is phoning it in. Mm-hmm. Maybe the little girl's trying, but she's getting no help from the directors. So just everything about that is just bad like yeah. we're straight to video like type movie making you've ever seen and the animation while the animation is good the character design is good like obviously those are talented animators everything that's they're being asked to do to me is just either a gross or b not that creative i just get bored of especially this is true of like a lot of american animation is the height of imagination is hey what if these anthropomorphized things had a world like ours. What if they lived in a city and had cars and, and every American animated film is that hmm. like, what if elements lived in a city? What if animals yeah. lived in a city? Hmm. What if get this snails lived in a city? It's just like, okay. Like, but what if Legos lived in a like, city? Billion dollars. <laughs> what if Legos lived in a city? Yeah, but, but then you see like 
uh, Miyazaki's latest movie, and you're like, oh, animation can do another right. thing. Yeah. Wow. That's a fair, fair criticism, Will, when yeah. you put it like that. Yeah. Like, so it's just that, it's like everything in a city. I'm like, oh, Zootopia. Oh, Elemental. Oh, city. Soul. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what? Where else are they lived yeah, in the city? But but okay. the city is inside of a body. Whoa! <laughs> only the ninety fifth time I've seen right. that. Man, that's not <laughs> animation can do anything. Yeah. Um. So that's it's just the uncreativity of that concept. But but I will say the voice acting, like for like the voice actors are not phoning it in. I really do mm-hmm. think they're doing a good job. That's great job. Yeah. Um. And I actually couldn't tell right away that it was William Shatner because William Shatner, contrary to popular popular belief, does actually try from time to time. He's not just William Shatner and everything. Um, I, I'm not saying it's a fantastic like. Oh my god, right. why didn't he win an award? But it's congeniality. I always like to yes, exactly. Yeah, he's fantastic in that. So, um, so I, I like that. So definitely, the animated parts are the highlight of the movie by far. It's just, it, it's just that it's so gross, and the story itself is so by the numbers. Like yeah. you, you, there are no surprises in it at all. Yeah, um, I mean. I almost I I get that as a criticism, but I'd almost argue that I think that's deliberate. Like you get, oh, I'm all, sure it's deliberate. You get all the cliches. You know, it's like it's the the buddy cop thing. You've got the mm-hmm. angry captain. You got the forty eight hours to fix. You got to give me a badge. You know, all which of, I I love it, a good angry captain. If anybody's oh, listening, yeah. they need an angry captain. Like yeah. hire me. I will you bring do it for the, free. You bring that up a lot. I love it. Best I angry love, captain. Ice Cube. Last action hero. 21 and 22 (laughs) judgment. Yeah, oh, both of those. Yeah. Both those amazing choices. Number three is obviously the captain from Samurai Cop. Best three uh, angry captains. Love it. Can't wait to see that. Angry black captain. Ain't nothing but a fucking stereotype. But it's like, it's sometimes. Oh, let's watch a better movie. Better movie. Yeah. But you're right. this This movie doesn't, for all of the chances that it tries to take, it doesn't take any. And right. uh, it, like, it, it is a very exactly by the numbers right well. thing, but I think that's because they were trying visually to do something new and they were scared to take any like real risks, but they weren't mm-hmm. scared to make like I, I always go back to the Key and Peele sketch where he's pitching the gremlins. And I feel like <laughs> someone came into the studio and said and like did that same thing. But for this movie, <laughs> what if it ain't got mayonnaise on it? And then uh, yeah, it's it in eating. the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like no one said no on this. Right. And uh, yeah, paid the price for it. And like, it just, um, it's just a boring, bland it's not a bad movie, but it's certainly not a good movie. No, I, I mean, think, I I think it's the worst. For me, it was like the worst studio movie I've yeah. ever seen. You made it like, very clear that this movie was a hate crime. Yeah, I, I hated this movie. I just thought it was so bad. And it made me feel worse for the people who were talented and were trying yeah. on this, like the animators. You can tell a lot of, like, like for the animation It pissed me off for yeah. them. Yeah, they, they put a lot of heart and soul into it. Because, again, it, it, it is excellently animated. But it's mm-hmm. just the subject matter is just terrible. We had some uh, we had some RoboCop and Terminator Two references. Like I, mm-hmm. when when um, they uh, when Thrax dissolves in the beaker of alcohol, that is very reminiscent. Oh yeah, I wasn't even thinking of that because this movie sucked. Yeah, but like the animation <laughs> yeah. of him. Yeah, it looked good. It, I mean, oh, again, so creative. Yeah, yeah like, the animation quality is good, mm-hmm. but it's all just being directed. Did you say there was a Matrix nonsense. reference to this too? Uh, yeah, there was a bit where it was the shoo, they oh. sort of slowed oh, down oh, well, everything. I mean, they did that in fucking Kung Pao. Also, they, so, well, they yeah. did it in Shrek. As a well. better movie. I love yeah. Kung Pao. But I but do like, too. Um, 
But yeah, because we've got we got we've got Morpheus himself in this movie as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you, Ryan. I think you hit the the nail. Is that it? It took it hit none of the shots. It didn't take. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just. Yeah, and and I have seen worse films, but they didn't come from a studio. This yeah. the fact that a studio produced this made this like yeah. abysmal to me. Like even the the Transformers movies, which are bad movies, but they don't like offend me to my core. I'm just like ah, whatever. Except for the last two Transformers movies, I do like the two new ones. The, um, the, but, I, the Beasts one, me and Mrs. It, I I tried five times to watch that movie. I managed to get an hour <laughs> in. I kept turning it off, and I was like, because I really like Anthony oh. Ramos. But um, yeah. that, that movie was shit. <laughs> I, listen, here, here's the thing about that movie. I don't care about Beast Wars stuff. Um, I never liked Beast Wars. I was always OG Transformers guy. And the beasts were hardly in the movie. So I was like, oh, great. This is fantastic. I know fans hated it, but I was like, I don't care about Beast Wars. So this is great. Yeah, well, um, little aside, I kind of blew the blew <laughs> Mrs. mind last night. But I don't know if you know, but like a, a Japan's about to try and land uh, on the moon. Um, yeah. And they were landing room and they've got this... Um, robot on board and they went to to design it they went to the company that makes transformers so, nice. so yeah it was like well the guys the, the guys that made the very first transformers in in, in japan because they're it was very takara good. by the way like That's uh, the original. But it, it's like so it's like a ball that then when it lands it kind of pops out to become two wheels an antenna comes out the top on a stabilizer at the back but even the it's japanese rad. like space went we need a transformer on the moon <laughs> that's how you Hell get yeah. to the moon that's how you <laughs> you son of a bitch i'm in <laughs> you want a michael yeah. bay movie it's about to happen guys i love it it was just michael, michael bay just like, rubbing his hands cool? <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was rad love it, it um i did like um the bit towards the end where um, uh, Ozzy uh, Ozzy is um, on the false eyelash, like the bit with the false eyelash coming off oh, and yeah, the sound yeah. effect and him like running on the falsy and the whole getting back into the body. I like the little design on that. That that scene I thought was quite well done, like giving the sort of the sense of scale of the false eyelash and you've got Ozzy cool. Jones running. Is- another issue I had with this movie is. I might get canceled for this one, but here we go. Oh no, the words Here's are coming his out. thoughts about women, oh, no. everybody. Here oh, we no. go. Oh, here go. Oh, but like, you know, now there's a, this huge stigma of like white voice actors voicing uh, like ethnic characters. And in this movie, the the second uh, Chris Rock's character is introduced as a white blood cell, I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> Can't have it both ways. It's like when he's from, um, was it Madagascar? Where he's the zebra, and he's like, yeah. "Am I white with black stripes? Or am I black with white stripes?" I always like that sort of like that that dichotomy <laughs> in his character. I always thought. I kept thinking though, I was like, "I wonder if this." I definitely, it definitely would not have been. But what if Eddie Murphy was voicing Osmosis Jones? Like, because it's very much, uh, and he's wearing the same outfit from Beverly Hills Cop. You know. Yeah, I wonder I mean, if that was it, maybe even like an early choice. Like they went to him. I'm sure. Like, I already did this. I, I will know. never do this again. Uh, what was he doing in 2000? <laughs> Bowfinger. <laughs> <laughs> A better good. movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that scene at the end, the the kung fu fight at the end of um of that movie is hilarious. Where they're oh, buffing. I just yeah. thought you meant it was Mrs. Jones. I blocked that out. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, this movie is there's things that are done well. Like I like um I like Drix or or Drix and all Drix Benzomethamphetamine. Um, but that's played by Niles, by uh, David mm-hmm. Hypeis. He does great. Character design on him is great. Yeah. I like the way he moves. I like the way he looks. 
Was he I, one of the only things that was like three? Because yeah. much like the Iron Giant, he was the only thing 3D. He was kind of the, yeah, the 3D. Which I thought was cool. I was, as I was watching that, I'm like, wow, this definitely gives off Iron Giant vibes. Just much, much worse. <laughs> just without yeah. any of the talent. <laughs> any, tra- any charm. Like, it's not a charming movie. That's the thing. Like, you don't connect no. with, I didn't connect with any of these characters. Well, let's be honest. And I'm basically 80% phlegm. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Iron Giant came out the year before, 1999. And it, again, a famously terrible year for movies. Yeah, yeah. Made, name, name another movie that came out. It was it cost the twenty million dollars less than Osmosis Jones, um, yeah. but it still lost twenty million dollars. Yeah, whereas Osmosis Jones, I think, lost fifty million or something like that. Eesh. That's an owie right there. It, it's somehow still losing money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we paid to rent it. <laughs> yeah and somehow took money out of their bank the studio yeah. was like no who did that yeah, they're, will, gonna will, their, they're gonna get their residual checks going who will went to go rent this at his local video store shout out to what's the what's their name the video tech is the name video tech he went to yeah. go rent osmosis jones and they are no longer in business they've <laughs> 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 closed up <It> financially <laughs> crippled them <laughs> They looked at me with sad eyes as they were handing me the desk. Like, are you sure we have other yeah. movies? After seeing like all the movies you've, the, the movies that you regularly rent from this place, they're like, what? Are you on some <laughs> yeah. kind of government watch list now? <laughs> yeah. Just the most bizarre random assortment of movies. Like what? It, you know, I have to rent a porno every once in a while to see normal. Like that's a. Uh, <laughs> Osmosis Bones. <laughs> now there's a movie. Also starring Adam Driver. Very weird. <laughs> Uh, we forgot to mention Ron Howard turns up in this movie. Yeah, as Tom Colonoscopy. Yeah, Tom Colonic. Colonic. Yeah. Ter- worst name. The, the, the rival to Mayor Fleming. Um, yeah, like, the okay, cameo I, from Kid Rock as yes, Kidney Rock, right? Yes, we had a right? Kid and Rock cameo. Um, and Uncle also, Cracker, I believe. There yes, are other band Uncle members. Cracker is there as well because they're part of the fictional band Kidney Rock. Mm-hmm. Okay, ah, that was the new band. Got ah, it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. There was a there was a thinly veiled Jewish joke in this. Yeah, that was right. immediately. That I actually thought was pretty fucking funny. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> like, look Flemish or whatever. Fluish, 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 fluish. Oh, Flemish. <laughs> Flemish is Belgian. Right. God, I thought I, like I spit my drink out. I'm like, is this actually a funny line? Also, am I offended? <laughs> Can you do that? A lot of mixed emotions. I'm notoriously impossible to offend, but th- that was that struck me. <laughs> <laughs> it was that was actually it was that was. A I'm only one. half fluish. <laughs> I thought that was a good one. Maybe the yeah, only time one. I audibly laughed outside of anything Molly Shannon was doing because yes, yeah, it's delightful. Like Molly Shannon, I think was the absolute highlight of the movie, and she's only in the movie oh, for yeah. like two minutes. Yeah. But those yeah. both minutes are fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. Though. So, yeah, and the thing about it is, I something, Ryan, we started doing a couple of episodes ago, you kind of started pushing for it, is the idea of, like, would we recommend Osmosis Jones as a movie to watch? Ooh, no. no yeah, no. I'm agreeing. I, I can't, I, there are better movies to watch that accomplish the same thing. Yeah, I mean, if because I know some people do that listen to the podcast to try to sort of listen and watch along with us, try and watch some of the movies. I think, I think Osmosis Jones is a movie you can skip. Yeah, it's yeah. not even like a fun, let's talk, trash about it kind of thing because because it's not like you said it's not doing anything Mm -hmm. right or wrong Mm -hmm. or you know up or down or left or right it's just there it's just but 
Good animation. That's and that, that said, I, yeah. as, like I said, I, I think, you know, if you were of a certain age and you watched this movie when you come out, came out and you absolutely love it. Shame on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thousand percent. Yeah. You had me in don't, the first half. <laughs> don't tell it to anybody. Keep that to yeah. yourself. Keep it bottled yeah. in. It's better for everyone. But people people do have like the opposite response to like what Will was saying and genuinely like this movie like a lot. And when yeah. I was saying like it's not good, they're like, "What's wrong with you? This movie's great. Shame on you." But, yeah, and well, where were they on January sixth? That's what mm. I want to know. That's the big question. Inside Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I didn't have to rent this movie because we own it because my wife likes this movie. So you know what I mean? It's like it's it's not it's not going to win any awards. It's not going to change your life. It's not Titan AE. <laughs> No, watch Titan E instead. That movie rules. No, just watch Inner Space. Just watch Inner Space. Watch Inner Space. Inner Space is awesome. That movie is fun. Or just just watch the opening, uh, cold open to Look Who's Talking. Yes. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> or to so a lesser extent, less look who's, See, to a lesser extent, look who's talking now. Where it's yeah. <laughs> inside of the dogs. Yeah, dude. I was just, oh yeah. Oh my god. Like it's dog sperm this time. Um, yeah. It's finally on screen. Yeah. Danny DeVito, <laughs> isn't it? As well. Yes. And Diane Keaton. Is it Diane Maybe. Keaton? I'm not sure. But like um but yeah, I remember that movie. Yeah, the the opening of that movie is and that was one of those jokes I laughed at in Osmosis Jones that even Will, I could hear you rolling your eyes. But it was like it was the they had a statue to our founder and it's just a sperm in the middle. Yeah. But, you know, I, I kept saying, funny. like, when are they gonna uh, get to uh, the dick? Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, they did just, make a testicle reference when he's like, "We've got to get to the hang, the dangly thing," you know. Oh, okay. And he goes to the testicles, and it's like, no, the thing that the back of the, the uvula, uvula, which has an incredible appearance um, oh, in God. me, myself, and Irene. Actually, yes, one of the best mm. shots of me, myself, and Irene is Jim Carrey's uvula going absolutely bonkers that they just. Zoom crash zoom all the way in onto it, um, which is a perfect way to segue away from like Osmosis Jones. It exists. Yeah, we thought it'd be like let's put it in there. I think let's get another animated movie in there. It is a movie. My one word review of this: skip, 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 skip. <laughs> whereas, whereas, so me, myself, and Irene, we're gonna we're gonna go there. This movie, I was worried. Like I said, I coming back movie. late at night, I have to watch this. Um, by the end of the movie, I was kind of awake. I'm like, shit, now I have to go to sleep. It's two in the morning. I got to wake up and do a podcast tomorrow because the movie, it cracked me up. This movie cracked me up. The physical comedy of Jim Carrey is unmatched in this movie. Great chemistry with Rene Zellweger. This is when they started mm-hmm. dating. Um, oh, and, uh, and it just, this movie is crazy. It's bold. It's funny. And it's like, I think what it's we got two Jim Carrey Farrelly Brothers movies we got well we actually got three technically but I don't count the second Dumb and Dumber but we got Dumb and Dumber which is kind of like you know PG-13 kind of stuff what I like about me myself and Irene is it's a full on hard R it's a you can't can't say that (laughs) (laughs) let's do let's do a hard R comedy and they do and it is at times shocking I mean still Still, one of the most shocking moments of that movie is when he's breastfeeding yeah. on that woman. And it's mm-hmm. just, but and the comedy of like, it. it's the extra suck that he does, does on the boob. And he's like, you know, and then goes back I mean, to, he, he is just, uh, he's fantastic in this movie. And it's incredible to see him quite literally play two wildly different characters. And I think Hank 
as Hank, he has some of the best dialogue ever in a Jim Carrey movie that I still quote to this day. I was what just like I said, I was <laughs> whatever you say, Slim. He's just like <laughs> he never told me he had an eating disorder. It's just like these throwaway lines that are so good. My favorite being, and it's again a testament to how problematic this fucking movie is, when they're in the little uh, restaurant and he turns into Hank because he almost gets into a fight with a little kid for sipping his milk too loud. He walks over to these to, to this lesbian to this clearly lesbian couple, takes a puff of their cigarette and just says, "How's it hanging, fellas?" And just uh, it it's crazy to me that this <laughs> shit flies. It's nuts. I love it. I, for me, like you know, because I was going and going. Will was mad about this movie. Go, maybe I'm wrong. And it's a, it's a smash cut from breastfeeding to driving the car, and he's got the milk mustache. And yeah. I'm sorry, it's funny every time. <laughs> everything like everything leading up to him transforming into hank like let's get let's get back to it in the beginning like him and his wife are so madly in love that they're wearing t-shirts with each other's faces on it which i think is hilarious i don't know why and the the situation which transpires after that they get married and then she she immediately cheats on him with that Shantae, which yeah, the, then, the, the limo driver who is a black dwarf with genius level. And you're, you're led to believe that he remains oblivious that when the children are born, that they are this character's children, even though one of them is named Shantae Jr. Yeah, that's such a funny bit. What? <laughs> I, it's fucking crazy. She, well, then the, it cuts. Yeah. The baby being born and it's in his, it's a boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but then like, so then. It cuts to them like a little bit grown up and she just fucking leaves, like just yeah. leaves their kids. Right. It's yep. crazy to me. And he leaves, too. Like these are those are so clearly yeah. his three children and they're gone. What's, He's gonna what's be- funnier than a black man abandoning his kids? Nothing <laughs> is funnier. <laughs> Way to go. Fairly's. You guys knocked it out of the park again. But then also, as they get a little bit older, like they're still toddlers. He just kind of goes to work and leaves these three children unattended. I get that they're very smart, but that's crazy. It implies that he was doing that their entire lives. He's just like, all right, see you later. <laughs> yeah, they they build uh, one of those like one of like little light yeah. aircrafts. Yeah. You know, and they're smart. Is, but the, my favorite thing about this movie is his relationship with his children, though. I was going to say so much. Yeah. As in, I love the, I love his boys. They're my the like, three opening great characters. Like, watching the Richard Pryor bit to then yeah. cutting to the Chris Rock bit. And he's laughing too. And these, the, the kids now are gigantic. It's, and they're absolute geniuses. It's so that, funny. That was one of like the two or three parts of this movie where I laugh where they're kids watching Richard Pryor on the couch and then they're gigantic and they're still yeah. in the same spot and watch it. And I just love them go like, <laughs> and, yeah, and then, like, Carrey, like, that's funny. And it's kind of reminiscent of like, you were saying what Jim Carrey was part of the, that the comedy group in living color. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, so he plays the sort of like the awkward white guy relating with, True, with his yeah. black friends or black children yeah. in this case, you know, and he's like, oh, he's a funny motherfucker. And he's like, oh, yeah. I don't want to have to bust a cap. You know, he's just yeah, it's great. And they're like, oh, hey. daddy. And hey, it's like, and just remember, no bitches after 11. <laughs> <laughs> and, but they're like, you, it's so, it's crazy to even say, but it's so believable that they are his children. Like, yeah. I know that they're actors and they're not, but the relationship they have is so adorable. They're like, all right, daddy. And they all kiss him on the cheek. It's yeah. Yeah. great that's I love that's it. thing it's a very sweet uh, that's something yeah. like i said there isn't like and jim carrey's good at this is that he brings heart to sort of ridiculous yeah. 
situations, yeah. you know, and it can bring some sort of genuine. And it's like, yeah, that's that thing that I'm watching going, no, this is just fun and positive. It's like these three boys and their dad, and he's a single dad, and he's obviously raising somebody else's children. Yeah. But it doesn't matter to him, and it doesn't matter to those kids. That's my no. dad. Those are my kids. The and end. then he leaves his house. <laughs> and he's getting all of his love and affection and, and respect at home. And then the next few minutes, I mean, you can see him slowly breaking down from uh, the, the barbershop to the, the groceries. The, the, straight away, the neighbor's dog taking The neighbor's dog, yes, yes. And he's like, and God. then the neighbor's stolen his newspaper. He's like, can't you get another one at the, the uh, you know, at the, the station? station? He's like, okay. And then you got oh the little kid God. jumping rope. And he's like, you know, want to get down the street? She just screams, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, God, great, great. My daddy says I don't have to respect you. Like, who's, this kid, like, yeah. who's saying that to their kids? The guy's like, you got to move your car. And ch- chucks the keys at him. Uh, and then and like, even the barbershop owner's like, ah, shame. And it, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that Tony Collette in a tiny little role? The, the mm. lady that comes no, 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 it no, looks no, no. just no. like her. I don't know. The, the yeah, one I, know that, I know who you're thinking of. The one the that needs clean lady. Clean. Yeah, no. Um, you, no, definitely but you, you are so right is that, that Ryan, is that, that's when I realized that, that Jim Carrey is a fucking genius. Yeah. Is in that last bit where not Tony Collette comes and goes, can I get in front of you? I'm in a wicked rush. And she's only holding a Butterfinger and then he's only buying one thing. Yeah. And suddenly the kids come up and then she's With got two full carts, Ugh. multiple shopping carts. And he goes through this as that music plays, that sort of the drums. And he starts twitching. And yeah, he just amazing. Faces. It's maybe a masterpiece of it's of cr- like the, the emotional swings he goes through with like just his face is I, I, I see even still seeing it now is like so like you could find an animated gif of it. It's so good. <laughs> and it's perfect to send to your friends and family. Um, but seeing him do like do do the hand down his face and just come up and like realizing he's, he doesn't know where he is. He checks his gun. It's <laughs> so cool. funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then just the whole price check on badger clean is yeah. like, again, we got a full on fallopian fungus. fungus like someone's baking bread. <laughs> and and gets, I think it's sourdough. Put a rush on that. God. <laughs> it's oh, so good. funny. What's me? He's like, what's the matter? A little too much, a little extra cheese on the taco. Just every <laughs> line he says is Hank is so good. It's so good. And Will is just like, nah, I'd rather Dude. watch Transformers on the moon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we go. I'm back, baby. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think Jim Carrey wasn't getting you in this movie. He's so funny. And again, movie. like I was saying, had you seen this like, Back then, I think you would have a much different, you know, seeing, I, watching this now with fresh eyes, you're like, this, this isn't funny because funnier things, you've seen funnier things. So yeah. it's probably not doing it, but I, I, this you know, changed, and, like, I don't know. It, it, I, I, and I'll be honest, a lot of my opinion of Jim Carrey is not helped by the fact that I saw that Andy made a documentary and it really did change my perception of him. Um, and now I can't not think about him trying to method act in that movie and being, horrible to everybody on that set oh and man on the moon yeah man on the moon yeah and the doc the documentary they're making that just i thought you were really, talking about really, kick ass too it's a great documentary <laughs> it's a great it's a great it's documentary but it really i i get very angry when i see people mistreat cast and crew members because sure. like i'm acting i'm like daniel day lewis doesn't do this you do not need to be this way and uh watch that documentary it's fantastic yeah it's, um, it's great but uh, so I I can't get that out of my head when I'm watching him these days. But at the same time, I th- I think like Liar Liar, Dumb and Dumber, Truman Show, like all these movies are so much better. 
And this is just, to me, this is like right after his like height. So this is like, he was doing like more serious stuff and like really expanding as like an actor. Um, And this felt like a step backward. And then I felt like he's never really got back on track. Like, I don't know. There was just something about like this movie where I'm like, this is just after his absolute. Was this right after the cable guy? This is the year 2000. This is after cable guy. Which is great, but I think yeah. after that he really started to kind but of like. It's funny you say that, but I, I was thinking about this the other day because I think the Cable Guy was like the first Jim Carrey movie I remember seeing after loving like Ace Ventura and all these. That I'm like, oh no, he's not doing the thing that I love. I yeah. hate this. But now that I'm older, I'm like, this movie's fucking incredible. So good. I had so the same good. the same reaction. So we had them. He's Cable Guy was '96. The oh, actual wow. okay. first earliest movie I ever saw Jim Carrey in, I didn't realize it was him because I didn't know him. Is um, 1988's Earth Once Girl Bitten? Easy. Oh, shit. I thought you were saying oh, Once, yeah. Once Bitten, the vampire movie. With, uh, oh, yeah. yeah he's movies. got that. As well. I haven't seen that one. He's in Finest Keepers, but he's in Pink Cadillac. But it's Earth Girls Are Easy was, I think, the one. But it's um, mm-hmm. it was that incredible year of this guy turns up and he's Ace Ventura, he's The Mask, and he's Dumb and Dumber, all in yeah. 1994. The guy went from who... To the biggest movie star, yeah, he on was one the of the planet, f- one of the first to make like twenty million a movie, right? It's just like he yeah, went from that yeah. Ace Ventura, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber. Then he's in Batman Forever, Ace Ventura Two, Cable Guy, Liar Liar, Truman Show, um, Simon Birch, I don't know that one, uh, Man on the Moon, Me Myself and Irene, oh, yeah. Rich, Bruce Almighty, yeah. Eternal yeah, see, Sunshine, yeah, Eternal Sunshine is good, but for completely yeah. different reasons. Like, the number twenty-three. Hello, I skipped. Top secret. Banger, banger. Have <laughs> uh, um, you guys seen "I Love You, Philip Morris"? That's a very funny movie. I actually, so I, I love you, Philip Morris. Is is Jim Carrey and it's Ewan McGregor, but it's it's telling a true story. Oh. I'd actually yeah. seen documentary on years before. I, I watched this great documentary about this guy that was just so great at escaping prison. And it was a wacky story. And then when I found out that they made the movie, I love you, Philip Morris, I would recommend that. It's so mm-hmm. funny. It's I just remember remember the poster where they're like yeah. hard shaped. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, got one okay. of the most jarring smash cuts to, to, to gay sex I've ever seen in the movie. <laughs> Much like this movie has the most jarring smash cut where it's him shitting on the guy's lawn and it cuts to be frozen yogurt being poured out, which is <laughs> fucking hilarious. Very, very two girls, one cup. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> go watch it, kids. Um, <laughs> but, uh, gosh, yeah. It's, uh, me, myself, and it's like, I love this movie. I don't care. I, me too. I mean, because I, I even like the music. Like, it's got all this sort of like very 2000s. Very Fairly Brothers soundtrack. Fairly. Like, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, so yeah, right around the time that they figure out that he's um, paranoid schizophrenic with narcissistic rage or whatever, he's like with the oh my god, I forget. Uh, he just recently passed away um, from Jackie Brown. What's his name? Um, Robert Forster. Oh, uh, yeah, Robert Forster. Yeah. Oh my god, incredible and in everything he's ever been in. I love mm-hmm. him. He's like, yeah, we got your results back from the psychiatrist up north. He's like, you got a screw loose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah. yeah, that guy's fantastic. Great, he's Jackie so Brown. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. He steals uh, Jackie Brown in a way. He's like, it's, he's such a great character. Um, but yeah, essentially is that, yeah, it comes out that he's got to take a pill every six hours. Otherwise, Hank comes out. Um, and so while this is happening, he is ordered to take Irene um, of the title, um, played by Renny Zellweger, from Rhode Island to Massena, New York, where she's wanted for a hit and run. But it's all, like I said, it's all bullshit to do with a, 
an ex-boyfriend. It's irrelevant. The whole anterior plot of this with the EPA, and I've seen this movie dozens of times. It's still, I still does not make any fucking sense. I don't care. I actually, I, I went to read the Roger Ebert review of this movie because I, I just needed somebody to be on my side. <laughs> and uh, and he, he had pretty much my opinion on this, but he described this plot as being, or the actual plot as being impenetrable. He's just like, you can't, none of this makes a lick of sense. He's like, it doesn't really matter, but mm. it also crops up so much that it can't help but be yeah. distracting. Yeah. And it's like, you got to go one way or other. It's either got to like not matter at all or... Yeah. It's got to be the thing the movie's about. And this is in that middle ground where it's like, am I not supposed to pay attention or am it's, I? Like, it's such a great on? point that like th- this isn't so much a movie as it is just a bunch of vignettes of Jim Carrey doing wacky things. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I love all of That's, those things. And they were great. Man, his, they're all his, bits. His, his just comedy, his, his approach. I mean, for me, and it's what Ryan mentioned as well. And I was like, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Here it is. The cow scene is still one of, I mean, I could barely breathe. And I, I was, was dying in the theater when I saw it. I was it. texting it was so and I'm like, funny. I was laughing so hard. Again, it's like, you know, essentially it comes across a cow it's that ridiculous. looks like he's been hit by a truck, lying on the road. He's trying to like, suddenly it moves and he's like, oh, so he shoots it in the head. And then it moves again. He shoots it three more times. It moves again. He shoots it like six more times. When he grabs the nostrils. <laughs> he's trying to choke it. But and then the, the always gets me is Renny Zellweger just yes. kicking it. She's, she's like, she's playing. That's the best part of that is that she's playing it so straight and sweet and like, oh my God. But he's like, help me, help me. What do I do? And she's like, uh-huh. she's wearing the bike helmet. It's great. She, but what's even crazier is that prior to that happening, they, they try to move it off the road. And he just like grabs it by the tail. Like he's going to pull this like 500 pound cow. <laughs> and she's in the front just pushing it. It's insane. But yes, good. It was good to see at the if you if you were able to will if you were able to make it through the credits of this movie, the cow lives. It's got like a neck <laughs> oh, brace on at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do love the, the reference of like you know you're, they're talking about your dad. Yeah, your dad shot sort of <laughs> yeah. nine, nine bullets into its uh, a cow skull. Things lucky to be alive. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> lucky to be alive. <laughs> it's such a throwaway line. It's fucking great. <laughs> but that. I that, I'm yeah. with Ryan on this one. I remember seeing that in theaters. I remember falling out of my seat. Uh, this I movie had me dying laughing. throughout. I was worried that rewatching it again with a modern lens was going like, to like, take me too. out of it. Yeah, yeah. And again, like like to say, there are a lot of still problematic, like homophobic and racial stuff in this movie that does not has not aged well. Hell, I mean, it's been 23, 24 years, but it's still pretty fucking funny. <laughs> him just him turning into Hank and being just an absolute monster. But, hey, ringworm. <laughs> but the nice, the funny little thing about Hank is he gets into situations, but he's a terrible fighter. He just, yeah. He's always getting the shit kicked out of him. And then Charlie has, yeah, I always do this. Like, I, that's something the that bobbing and weaving. Serpentine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's always, like, Charlie is always either. paying the price for, for Hank's, yeah. you know, shenanigans. And then suddenly Charlie snaps in. <laughs> And he's the one that's been kicked in the nuts or he's got, I think, I mean, also, can I say award-winning Foley artist work for the whistling nose in situations? Oh my God. The great. whistling nose thing yeah. was just cracking. That's me really good. <laughs> yeah. I, I was sitting there with a the whistle. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> I don't know. Like, for me, like, I, I hate to be negative about it, especially since, you know. No, you don't. A, a worse movie. Well, a worse movie came along after this. Um, but I, uh, yeah, things like the cow thing, I think maybe I have just seen yeah. similar stuff since this came out. So, like, 
the moment I saw the cow, I'm like, I know exactly what's going to happen. Like, and of course, everything I, I knew, like, I was like, oh, he's going to shoot it, and then he's going to strangle it. Okay. Um, there were so many things like that, and like the nose whistling scene. A lot of these things go on for just too long. Like the albino stuff went on for so long. Why after a while, I was like, like okay. when they would go no, back okay. in. Yeah, when he was like, I'm going to go back in and say something. I was like, we're still on this like move on there was just so much like but that. then you get that scene where they're at oh the hotel God. together yeah this and is he, he one of the he, only two times <laughs> i laughed i this broke me in the theater this was maybe the funniest thing i had ever seen at that time mm-hmm. where he has uh he goes out and he gets into an altercation with a guy and he comes back and you're like oh wow he's he thinks he's cured but it's hank oh, playing no, as him to convince yeah. renee zellweger to have sex and it's crazy and you get that realization the next day with him peeing and he just goes it's fucking i think it's hilarious to it's me. The, the the physical again the physical comedy of he's there to pee and then using the, 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 the picture to deflect he's it. trying to direct it's crazy. it down it's and crazy. then it's uh, there's i've seen an alternate cut of that which is also very fun but I, that is one yeah that is so funny but i think the bit that will was talking about is the bit where um whitey and and um oh yeah charlie are in bed yeah they're in bed yeah yeah <laughs> that was such a weird c plot that didn't really well, matter how your family i murdered them yeah, yeah. <laughs> murdered all the rats. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah they let me out because i'm an adult now it's a pretty fucked up law <laughs> yeah and just jim carrey saying he was great yeah uh, yeah. I thought you were going to talk about when he's got the giant fucking dildo and she goes, it wasn't for me. And he was, oh my God. Yeah. And then <laughs> but again, I saw that punchline coming a mile away. Oh, oh but smash not... cut to him sitting on the sink, rinsing his butthole. Yeah. Oh, it's, come on. It's great. It's great. <laughs> I, like, I, I stand by how funny this movie still is. Me uh, too. Me too. Defending this one. Will I can, I can, I can easily see how if you were, if you haven't seen this movie before and you're, watching it for the first time, how it wouldn't be funny because a lot of things have happened since this movie that are funnier or have kind of pulled from this. Um, but I, I remember where I was when I saw this movie and yeah, it's still, it I still was hits. shot in yeah. Hong Kong. I remember who I was with. I remember coming out of that movie theater and just like, we were all like, God, that movie was ridiculous yeah. and hilarious. It's I mean, great. I think some of the best parts, I mean, the bit where, Hank and Charlie are having a fight outside the Incredible. train station. How the hell? Jim Carrey should have won a goddamn Oscar for this movie. He picks himself like, up by his ear and flips himself. It's, yeah, and it's then wild. like he's running, chasing him, and then he turns around, and then there's the sound effect of him being tackled, and he tackles himself backwards through the it's window. Nuts, yeah. And you're like, you're, you're seeing these guys have a fight, and I'm like, it's it's incredible. Yeah, and he throws himself down like a flight of stairs. That's good. And then like, they're in, like, he's well, in the car and he looks he, he's in the car and he looks in the rear view mirror. He's like, you the, the you fight club scene me? where they do it is funnier. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> where he beats himself up in the office. It's funnier. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. It just is. It's more unexpected. It's more violent. And like the everybody actually acknowledges that this is crazy other than like people watch a guy smash through a window and they're like, well, all right, I need to get on the bus. And I don't stay. know. I, like, I think that stunt work and okay. the physicality is really incredible. Yeah. Where he faints at the blood because they've been shot and then. Hank picks him up and throws him over his own shoulder, but it's he's really unconscious. Good. An invisible <clears throat> Hank carries him and throws him into the back of the car, and then Hank just oozes back out the other it's side. So really, I'm not going to say that his physicality isn't good and that he's not good at it. Like, obviously, he's like incredible at it. 
it's just by this point I was like, all right, let's 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 go. Let's I I this is a, it is a I, I can just watch this clip on YouTube. I don't yeah. need to watch this whole movie. Well, like, you know, it was <laughs> you can't a, say that with any movie. Another bit I like uh, is where like um, they've stolen the car from Chris Cooper, and um, they found the, the shovel, the lime, and everything in the back. But and but it's smash cut again. It's to <laughs> Rene Zellweger with like a the lawn dart knife. Yeah, lawn dart. Oh, yeah, yeah, Chekhov's lawn dart. Yeah. Um, and it's like it's Jim Carrey. <laughs> He's listening to that. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Pump the brakes. <laughs> that whole fucking thing. I know by art. I love it. <laughs> And he's then he just starts laughing, but you get the nose whistling. He's like, "Oh, thanks. I haven't laughed like that in a long time." He's just like, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> just like, <laughs> it's great." Do you swallow? And she just like smacks yeah, him. He's like, "All right, we'll take it slow." <laughs> Hilarious. I feel like I, if I remember correctly, I probably had this on DVD at some point. I think there was a lot of stuff that was cut out of this movie. Yeah, like when she first shows up at his motel room, which is at the Chuck E. Cheese and miniature golf. Fucking thing, which is hysterical. Um, I think there's a scene that was cut out where he's like fucking a watermelon, which explains why there's like watermelon seeds on his on his pillow. No, no. I know Will hasn't seen the deleted scenes. Yeah, maybe I'm misremembering, but I think I've seen like an unrated version. That That was just a dream. I think yeah. I I don't yeah. Because I think there's a bit where he's got like a watermelon with a hole in it on like the count. I, maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking of a different movie altogether. Or just this is what happened to you in real life. I was about to say you're thinking about Friday didn't. night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was 25 minutes ago. <laughs> you just look over. There's melon. a watermelon on your counter. Oh, uh, I'll blur the background. Hold on. <laughs> I'm just waiting for it to give that that little thought bubble with a thumbs up that every now and again Shit. happens on your screen. Yeah, I figured out how to turn that off. Thank you. How did you turn it on? Was my question. It would just so, happen. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's not important. That's not relevant to this podcast. What is important it's fucking is fucking a watermelon. And <laughs> the ending of this movie, it it's so. I mean, she. I, and again, I just watched this right before we recorded. Um, they make it back to Rhode Island. Yeah. They say their goodbyes. She leaves. She gets pulled over again. They get out of the car. They get her out of the car. Her and Jim Carrey kiss and then live happily ever after, maybe? Pretty much, yeah. He proposes yeah. to her. That's, <laughs> Which that's, is nuts. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you also admit the, the, the bit we skipped over is the bit where Charlie decides to finally take it because Hank's. It's like, well, we tried. Because <laughs> 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 really, oh, yeah, that one has been kidnapped yeah. by it doesn't matter the mob yeah. guy, and they're over the water. And oh, she get, falls like, into the water and like smashes her head on a rock. Yeah, like, you, that yeah. close up is like, whoa. But you get that bit right before where like Charlie's like, no, we got to go and do it, and he's like, Hank's yeah. leg is stopping him, and he kind of does that scream. It kind of yeah. unites him, and he goes, all right, I don't need you anymore. I've but it's like that bit where he kind of he talks him down, talks him down, grabs the gun, and then he shoots, shoots his fucking thumb off. And you just get that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was the other part of the, That was great. the last part of the movie that made me laugh is shooting the thumb off. Yeah, right? that was okay. great. Because you don't That's see it really funny. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. No, and then, like, and so then, yeah, they fall into the water. And I always love Jim Carrey's just perfect swan dive. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he jumps into the water and, well th- that's as Hank because he says like he can't in the very beginning he says he can't swim but that'll come up later I didn't yeah. really care the narration in this was oh, one thing God. I didn't really miss it's didn't shut up yeah, it, yeah throughout the entire movie it cuts off people's dialogue like people are about to yeah. say stuff 
And he goes like, well, this guy said this. Yeah. Shut up and I can hear it. Why are oh, you but talking? when Scorsese does it in Casino. Murmur, murmur. <laughs> yeah, it's not like Joe <laughs> Pesci's about to speak. It's like, let me tell you. And then, was, you know, this character beat this guy in an alley. It's like, Mr. Does something about Mary also have narration to it? Or it's I, got no. It's more like the the so, the, the band. Oh, the, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Who also pop up? I think in up. a number of other their other movies. It's that's so actually heavy. the Farrelly brothers. <laughs> oh, that's that's why it's bad. You got it. So um, <laughs> in the post credit scene, uh, they Whitey does find his thumb, but it gets eaten by a fish last second. That's kind of like <laughs> so it goes on without his thumb. But but yeah, I mean like this. I'm like see. I think like will. I don't know. I don't know, Ryan. I don't think that it's because you and I watched it in the year 2000. I think it definitely helps because it's, I said, you know, I think there's a little bit of nostalgia for seeing it, but I still think it's just a funny movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is a funny movie. I think, I think Will was in a weird place. It's like, just, just like, say, Jim Carrey is killing it in this movie. He's killing it. He's Jim carrying the shit out of this movie. Yeah. He's carrying it on his back is what he's doing. Yep. That was the one. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I, I honestly, like, I don't really have a super strong opinion about this. Um, it's just, like I said, I, I think I've said yeah. this before. Like, if, for me, when a, a comedy is a bigger budgeted comedy, there's just something for my comedic sensibilities where, like, whatever's funny is cut by half. I, the more like kind of glossy and big budget a comedy is, the less I find it funny. There are exceptions, yeah, uh, you know, like you got your walk hards and you're forgetting Sarah Marshall's, which are like top tier comedy. But like this one is just something where I'm like, ah, this is just for me, I don't know. Just for me, it's just not my kind of thing. And it's not that I don't find fair. gross out humor funny. It's not that I don't find physical comedy funny. I love yeah. like, Chris. Well, I mean, you picked Osmosis Jones, so we get that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But um, I, I think for yeah. for me, like from a comedy standpoint, this was such like um like a checkpoint in comedy that at, at like you know you have like your Austin Powers that was wildly popular and everyone was quoting it, and you have like this movie, and then you have like your Anchorman and like things like that that they're like Keystone comedy movies that kind of push my I was like oh this is now the funniest thing I've ever seen at that point I think me myself and Irene was that movie for me it just it was right in my Q zone as we as we say <laughs> yeah. you know wow and yeah. it still holds up. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, I think it's funny. I I was I was surprised at how much I was laughing, and I was laughing yeah. out loud. You know, yeah. in a room by myself at one o'clock in the morning, sitting on my sofa, laughing out loud at this. And I go, so yeah. it looks fun. And like I said, like it looks like him and Z- Rennie Zellweger are having a good time in this mm-hmm. room. They got good good chemistry, which which is is a joy to watch. And I think Jim. Jim Carrey's Charlie and Hank switch is like you're saying, Ryan, it's like, yeah. it's, it's, I think you, I mean, I, think I couldn't do this in a million. No. Years. Like, and you could sure you could just go and watch like the best of Hank on YouTube and not have to watch this movie. But I strongly yeah. recommend this movie. I, I like this a lot. Yeah. I would recommend it to random um, appearance of Anna Kornikova in this movie. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> she's just being interviewed outside of the yeah hotel, she's there right? with and she's my my boyfriend skipper or whatever like and then he just he does a little you know like he's like oh. the 60 year old guy Anna Kornikova will you are probably too young to know who Anna Kornikova I know the name Anna, Anna Kornikova was the she dated um I will be your hero baby guy the guy with the mole that got removed um oh 
Um, Erika Iglesias? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So okay. they, but she was a tennis player, professional tennis player, Russian tennis player, um, who was like 18 years old. Small. Oh, okay. So all, like the, the, the world went crazy for Anna Kornikova. She was like, instead of ranked number one, I think you got the Williams sisters number one and two. I mean, it couldn't be more cliche if you like. And then you've got the hot blonde Russian who's like 300th in the world, but she's getting all the sponsorships. Why? Because yeah. she's smoking hot. So it's yeah. like, it's just, wow, the world is so fucked. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the grunting out there on the court. Uh, fuck, like, <laughs> wow. yeah, well, what, a, what a get for yeah. this movie. I know. Not, not the Williams sisters, but so um, Mar- Martina Hingis wow. was unavailable. <laughs> so, so she achieved, um, yeah, in doubles. So she played with Martina Hingis and actually her and Hingis got to number one. Um, she won Grand Slam titles in Australia and stuff like that. But um, and they referred to themselves as the Spice Girls of tennis. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1981 wow, she's the same age as me and she is still married to Enrique Iglesias holy Damn shit it. oh she stayed with him post mole huh alright <laughs> good for her he still has it in like a little vial <laughs> I like to imagine it's like like how Batman had the Robin suit I was just saying how, how, Megan Fox, <laughs> how Megan Fox's machine gun kill his blood in a vial so trying to be a little more relevant but sure. <laughs> well that's just her <laughs> ripping off um, that's what um, who played uh, Tomb Raider Oh, oh, Angelina Jolie. Lara yeah, Croft. Angelina Jolie famously did that with Billy Bob Thornton, and uh, you know she was just oh, like, yeah. she had the vial of blood around. That's her. right. That was a whole thing. <laughs> that was a thing that, that Angelina Jolie did. They um, had sex a lot. Wore each other's blood. Celebrities—they're just like yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> now imagine a Mister and Mrs. Smith with her and Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> Dude, Ooh. the new one's coming out any day, isn't it? No, I think February. It's um I'm looking forward to that. I'm yeah, that looks good. That. It's gonna be fun. Um I'm with I'm with Ryan. I'm saying if you are listening to the podcast or watching that uh, me, myself, and Irene, if you haven't had it, yeah. if you haven't seen it, watch it. Yeah, it's great. Wrong. It is a very yeah. funny movie. Mm-hmm. There are definitely troubling moments. It's like, you know, it's the the sons are so sweet and so caring, and like, you know, they are all genius level IQs, but you gotta like in times you're just uncomfortable why that like they all like where's this motherfucking electron doing here it's like the way get it out of there then it's great it's so great <laughs> i love how intelligent they are he's like he's like how are you gonna get a 1400 on your sats motherfucker you need an aneurysm that's just great <laughs> the three of them together i would watch an entire film the three of them together though is so much and the fact that like you know they learn how to fly a helicopter because they understand motherfucker it's just nothing more than like this in a rotation it's like well it's in german motherfucker you speak German I speak it I don't read it and he's like alright and so he's doing Anthony Anthony Anderson, League is League. Yeah, Anthony Anderson angrily he's saying so German good. was, was so very good. very yeah. funny like yeah. Anthony Anderson is great in this movie he like is, he's always yeah. good I love him but yeah. like he he was very funny in this as Jamal Jamal Bailey Gates yeah oh my god yeah, it's Jamal Lee Harvey La, Lee, Lee Harvey and, and Shante Jr. Jr. <laughs> it's crazy I'm like that once they said the names I'm like how what? Come on. It is it is funny. And yeah, you get into the um you get into the music. We've got Foo Fighters, Smash Mouth, Smash Mouth, Third Eye Blind, Offspring, you know, Hootie and the Blowfish. It could not Ben Folds Five. It is so two thousands. It's yeah. oh yeah. It's almost ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But, but, but speaking bangers. of ridiculous. <laughs> Oof. Speaking of crazy, oh, yeah. speaking I need to lay, of I need to lay down before getting into this one. <laughs> this I don't even oh know where, what, who, where I am, 
what what gravity why why is let's talk about the witches of eastwick okay and for some reason i was confusing this movie with uh practical magic the sandra bullock one right yeah another another witch movie yeah Yeah, i had just seen that not recently not that yeah is this a witch movie i mean they just i mean it's in the title you dummy well this is the thing okay (laughs) so I whatever I thought this movie was, it was not. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever yeah, I thought it was right. going yeah. to be, it was not. It's that. it's never clearly established that they are witches, right? Besides the title, like because you don't see them. Like they're just it's just a group of single late hot single ladies getting together and conjuring weather and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Like, so you've got you're kind of introduced to them. So you've got you got Alex, um, Jane, and Suki. Um, played by Cher, Susan Sarandon, and Michelle Pfeiffer, respectively. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, you've got um, you've got uh, Cher is a single mother of one. Um, you've got Sandra Bullock is newly divorced, like she just got divorced. It's because she couldn't have children. And Suki has six children. Yeah. Um, and um, like, like, and, and is so, thirty one, and is thirty one years old or something, something like, like that. that. And her husband yeah. has just left. So, so it's like, yeah, so it says here, unaware of being witches, they unwittingly form a coven. So they, so they just meet weekly to talk about men. And it's like, it's, it's, that's the thing is that it's completely skips over the witch part. Yeah, there's no, yeah. there's no book of spells. There's no, we've got to do this. It's just, they go, did you notice that we made it rain? And then they were like, so they're just getting drunk and they just joke about their perfect man. And it's funny that because it it's Jack funny. Nicholson, they go, good looking. Well, you well, know, yeah. just interesting looking. Yeah. <laughs> like, not like traditionally. Yeah. Not yeah. too handsome. Yeah, yeah, not too handsome, yeah. But Medium sized penis. Yeah. <laughs> and they get the whole pe- and then shares eye roll about, you yeah. know, it's so funny. Um, but it's like, is that, yeah, it gets just very, very quickly. You get this. Again, never really expanded upon, but Suki's like at the school or Susan Sarandon's at the school and there's the creepy teacher or the creepy headmaster who then like, you know, finds out she's divorced, immediately grabs her It's called the principal here. Oh, right, the principal. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they make it rain because he's just going on and on and droning about it. God, that looked like the longest... I, they made it seem like he was talking for hours. <laughs> you got the kid dropping the symbols and everyone's like falling asleep. Yeah. But then the next right. scene is them talking about, well, that was weird. And then, like I said, they get together, have a drink, talk about this man. And this man turns up. Um, Jack Nicholson just suddenly turns up in town. And no and one can no, no one remembers his name. No one can remember his name. He goes and he buys this massive mansion that's there that has this sort of like interesting history but it's just there is no act one act two act three there is no like you know inciting incident the movie just happens to you and it's just like the middle of a movie like right there's like there's no prologue or epilogue it just kind of thrusts you into it i'm like if i'm not mistaken you get this really cool flyover of like rhode island right well, it's, yeah. yeah, it comes down onto that yeah. sort of that yeah. church, doesn't church, it? So you get yeah. a very nice sort of establishing mm-hmm. shot of, you know, this this very, very sort of like Rhode Island feeling. Very I forgot we're supposed to be talking about the Rhode Island of all of these. <laughs> <laughs> we glazed right over that in the first two, but I'm sure it'll come back up. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I mean, so you guys hadn't seen this movie, right? 
No, no. All right. So this is such a movie that was like it was on a lot, but I'm like, uh, Witches of Eastwick. This is for girls. Right. I'm not watching this. Boy, I wish I would have when I was younger. I would probably would have watched this a thousand times. Mm-hmm. What about you, Will? Yeah, it was same thing. I I think I had actually gotten this confused with um, the witches with Angelica Houston uh-huh. um, and uh, and Practical Magic as well. I think I, this yeah. all kind of like blended together for me in my mind, even though yeah. they were made different times. But uh, yeah, this is this was a weird. This is yeah. a weird. I I enjoyed it, but it's funny because George Miller has a wide range of like movies he can make, but those that range is like amazing top tier yeah. classics then meh movies and then and then, um, and then happy feet those are like his like that's his range yeah i would say i put this more in the like bangers to mad this is right in it, the between of those we kept saying like as you're watching this this feels like such a robert zemeckis uh, sam raimi type of movie barry levinson some, i was thinking yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like that well um but yeah, I was thinking of Death Becomes Her for some reason. It's a Max movie, but I was right. talking about early, uh, early Peter Jackson before. Yes, early ring. Peter. Yeah, you yeah. Said, you said that to me, and there it got it got to a particular scene. I'm like, oh yeah, the yeah. the cherry the cherry scene. We'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, it was very heavenly creatures and stuff like that. And great, yeah, great, great fucking movie. It looked fantastic. It, yeah, it was fun times. It's so insane. I was expecting because I hadn't seen this. I think I read like the the byline on it or the synopsis and I was like, oh, this man's going to come into town and they're all going to like fight for him, fight over each other for him. And that is not at all what happens. No, no. I was sort of trying to describe it to Mrs. And I was like, it is a like I say, it's like a weird fever dream where three women who may or may not be witches end up in a polyamorous relationship with the devil. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, it's they never come out right out and say it, but it's pretty clear that Jack Nicholson is the devil. I was wondering. I just thought he was like a male witch, but then he has the line where he's like, "I'm just not a little devil." Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. It's the thing he turns up. So he goes. He takes the um. He wears it's the Lennox Mansion, which is Lennox, the site yeah. where witches were executed. It's got kind of like um, a weird sort of like just history to it, and then you've got like the local news sort of newspaper, which is run by Richard Jenkins, Veronica Cartwright, and then you've got Michelle Pfeiffer is, um, yeah. <laughs> is one of the journalists. But it's like, it's, it's the sort of Veronica Cartwright sort of senses the evil in, in this sort of thing. Yeah. Whereas everyone else is just kind of like weirdly, weirdly attracted to his weirdness. And like yeah. he goes about sort of like sort of um, seducing each of them. So like Cher comes by at a sort Pretty of- easily. And the yeah. thing is, because he's being such a dick to Cher, and Cher's so funny that she's yeah. like, I'm what, you know, because he's like, you know, where he starts, because he, he's also got a um, Lurch, like, that's oh, yeah. Lurch, yeah. isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Lurch from the Adams family is kind of helping him in his. Uh, was, does that man ever have dialogue in any? Uh, he can be his dialogue in Men in Black, but I. I, I think Beaks. it's like, it's because he's secretly got a super yeah. high voice. Oh, how are you doing? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Seven yeah, foot tall, but no. Um, but yeah, like the, with Cher that he's just being direct and goes, let's fuck. You yeah. know, <laughs> I would like to put my penis inside you. And yeah. he's being so, you know, like in a way that she would hate and she is hating it. And like, he starts like getting on the bed and he's almost Fantastic. like. Yeah. yeah. He's like, even, yeah. even, bef- even before that, when she's riding her bicycle and again, I don't, I think it should be stated that the size of this, mansion estate is astounding compared yeah. to like how small this town is it's just about, it's, it's, like, island, like, island. 
Yeah. yeah it's crazy. It's so she's riding his bike. Jack Nicholson shows up and he's, I mean, he is incredible An unhinged Jack Nicholson. He's, this is maybe cause I've never seen him in this is maybe the best thing I've ever seen him in. He's great. He, it's he's so, so good in this. So yeah. much fun. Like we introduced him like when he's snoring in the, the music yes, performance, yes. like the most aggressive snoring that you sort of like. Bravo, bravo, you see, it's great. Yeah. Like he's just at, he's at full maximum cocaine, yeah. crazy, unhinged. I watched this. I'm like, oh, it's the guy from Wolf. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because at one point Very I think much. he turns into the, the snarling and the growling. And it kind of sounds like the the sounds like the beast that Rick Moranis turns into in Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, yes. that kind of growl going on. Is but it's like yeah. So then he just starts back chatting Cher and just chatting. She's just completely smitten. She's on board and she's like talking about his amazing penis and it bends the wrong way. And then like, and he just, and you know, in the meantime, he's then seduced Susan Sarandon by helping her with her fingering. Oh my God. (laughs) She climaxes so hard. Her cello bursts into flames. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's only happened to me twice. So (laughs) Grady's able to do it on the first time, but it's like, you know, she and she goes from like really sort of buttoned up to suddenly sexy Susan Sarandon. She's got the wild yeah. hair. Does her hair her hair like completely changes color too? I'm like, it just I'm goes not remembering. curly and just it, yeah, she lets just, it out. It's just down. Yeah, she and stops then, wearing a bra. Yeah, and she's walking Ooh, around. Yeah. And then and then it's the same thing with like you just um, like the girls sort of fighting each other. And you have that really funny tennis scene. Oh yeah, it goes mm-hmm. right into that. Yeah. 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 So it's like that's when he's trying to seduce Suki at the same thing. And so then the girls are getting kind yeah. of jealous. And great. The, the, I have to be honest, great special or CGI, you know, yeah. like visual effects work on that tennis ball. That was uh, Industrial Light and Magic, too. Because they were like, we're doing that. they're playing on, and then you tell the four of them, they've planned it out. Yeah. But their timing is excellent. But you've got, for me, I was like, it can't be real because tennis is bloody hard. You know, yeah. trust me, I, I play I tennis. They had to like, do, I was, I was the reading shadow. Had, the I, shadow is perfect of the ball. Yeah. Oh, it looks so good. And I was reading, they, they were, all four of them were so bad at playing tennis that they had to <laughs> use way more like CGI shots than they had anticipated for. So that's why awesome. a lot of them are like low cuts. You don't actually see them hitting the ball, but it looked so good when he, like they pause it. It's, it's great for night with 87. Yeah, was, that's right? what I was. Yeah, I was amazed by. It. I was like, yeah. this is, and they see the ball rotating and moving yeah. and coming down, and like bits where, like you know, when Michelle Pfeiffer like bounced it off her bum yeah. and stuff. Well, like this was the same year Flight of the Navigator came out too, I think. So that makes sense. Same studio, yeah. <laughs> which we did get together sense. and watch. Also, also starring Veronica Cartwright. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I forgot. I podcast. forgot we didn't watch that. We didn't watch that. For that the wasn't podcast. for the podcast. No, we oh, we, yeah, because we, we all just watched that. Yeah, <laughs> subscribe to our subscribe awesome. to our Patreon if you want to hear us talk about Flight of the Navigator. Yeah, <laughs> and you do because that movie was great. It's so good. But then, like, but. so so it's very sort of randomly, sort of quickly established that that um they sort of end up in this. They're all just living with him in this this um this this massive yeah. sort of mansion. And it's sort of, it's only, like I said, it's only sort of Veronica Cartwright who seems to sort of sense the evil and she sort of mocks his name and suddenly she falls and she breaks her leg and she's got yeah. like a compound fracture. You don't see leg. it though, yeah. yeah. So like, right? no, you do see it when she's on the floor, but everyone just looks at her. She goes, I think I broke my leg. Yeah. But yeah. then like- Nobody goes to help her. Yeah, they don't. Like, that's what I found so weird. So Everyone's strange. Yeah. It's down. an insane fall too. Like, yeah. I mean, she slips on her, her pearls. I think- uh, 
Michelle Pfeiffer's pearls fall off and then she slips on them mm-hmm. and has this insane tumble down these stairs. It's a good tumble. Again, in such like a Sam Raimi-esque or yeah. a George Miller kind of way. It's yeah. Like, Whoa, it is, shot it, so well. It's a little bit just crazy. But then we get to sort of like, and this is kind of undercurrent of evil. Like I said, it's, it never fully goes, it's not horror, you know, necessarily. It's like, but it's still. The ending was pretty horrifying. Sorry? The ending was pretty horrifying. Yeah, I know, we'll get there. But it's the, <laughs> the cherry scene. So oh, like, my oh yeah. God. So they all get together and they start eating cherries, but it starts manifesting at Veronica Cartwright, who's in like oh. church or something like that. No, they're at home, right? Oh, they're they're at, home. at home. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, and she's just and she's talking about the evil. You don't sense the evil. And Richard Jenkins, he started drinking. Ah. He's not paying attention to her. <laughs> and every time one of the ladies, the witches, are eating these cherries, these cherry pits and pips start coming out of her mouth, and she's like burping, and then. It just escalates and escalates, and then it gets to Peter Jackson, Sam Raimi levels of, like, you know, all these pits are coming out, and it's almost like exorcist style. There's a shot, uh, which I come to learn later, is like a, they built like an entire prosthetic of her character. I was going to bring that up, yeah. And whole, I couldn't really? fucking tell. I was like, it's insane. Like, Because you see a bit where it's coming out of her mouth, like, well, yeah, how? and she's Where's like flailing around, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, how, that's what I thought. I'm like, yeah, how yeah. did they do that? They just gave her they a bunch just, of Ipecac, and she just... <laughs> yeah so that's like, how they, oh, they built a fake her yeah this yeah. movie's so far ahead of its time yeah. it's nuts mm. yeah yeah so much fun stuff i, I will I say guess you could funniest... say it's practical magic stupid what am i i will say one of my favorite parts um i uh, it's easy to get me like comedically with good sound design and um and perfectly timed sound design. Wet Hot American Summer does this a lot. With uh, anytime something falls off screen or is thrown off screen, you it's hear the, the bass break. Hot break yeah. <laughs> There's a part where, like, uh, it's where they Susan Sarandon and Cher are like at the mansion now, and they see Suki is now like going to go off with Jack. This is right before the tennis scene. Oh yeah. And Susan Sarandon has a martini glass. And the thing about it is the scene they're complete. They're on the lawn. They're on. They're grass. on, <laughs> they're on grass. And there's a sound design moment where Susan Sarandon throws the martini glass down and it breaks. It's that sound effect. It's that sound effect. I heard that too. I was like, ooh. I did like the Leonardo DiCaprio where I pointed at the TV. (laughs) Yes, a sound effect only Will and I would recognize. (laughs) It was so funny. It's like like in True Lies, my favorite sound effect ever, where uh, Bill Paxton's pouring them champagne and they toast. And it's a plastic... Dunk. <laughs> Such a funny sound design thing. Kills me every time. So it was like that level funny. Yeah, that's such it. a great one. That's yeah, the the clunk of the two cups. Because uh, yeah, the penthouse in New York's too hot. We're gonna have to go to my other safe house. <laughs> the double just wide. A trailer. And even before the the vomitous scene, you have because you you get that break after she breaks her leg, and then she's in the hospital, and then has that insane outburst in the church where yeah. she's like listing all mm-hmm. of the horrific things are th- they're doing in this match. Yeah. yeah. Anal sex. Anal and I'm like, this <laughs> sounds awesome. What are you talking yeah. about? Lady? Where is this happening? Let's leave yeah. the church. Go to that. <laughs> I am on board. I totally, totally forgot and missed like that. Richard Jenkins kills her with the fire poker. Yeah. It's that like, was, like crazy. It's just suddenly like, and then just goes back and sits down in his chair. Yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. wild. It's, 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 that's what I mean. Is this movie just like, it's never takes the time to explain the why. No, it's all curveballs. It, it just is, yeah. is, yeah. Which, which is this sort of like. But that said, it's so fucking enjoyable because yeah. it, I, it, it can't be understated how 
cuckoo bananas bonkers crazy this movie is. It's wild. Did, did anyone else experience it? Because it is a two-hour movie. It felt 45 minutes long. I couldn't believe when the movie was over. I go, surely there's another act. Surely uh, there's half an hour left. I felt almost with- the opposite. Like it was like 30 minutes too long for me. Really? Yeah. I mean, it yeah. shot by because like I said there's no like, yeah. there's no. It, it, I mean, it goes at a breakneck pace, but the last 30 minutes of it were a bit of a, I know it's crazy to say because a lot happens, felt very sluggish. I think because the structure of this movie, like there really wasn't yeah. a structure. It was very much stream of consciousness almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I did have to pause a couple of times and be like, how far are we into this movie? Because like my yeah, sense like, of time is off. And that's yeah. I wanted to do that. And I said, but I did. I said, don't do it, Ollie. Like, be surprised because I wanted to pause mm-hmm. and see, you know, and I, right, and that's about true. 10 minutes later, I was like, I was convinced we had 40 minutes or 30 minutes. I, left I, in this I movie. kept doing that with Osmosis Jones and I was just disappointed in myself. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. We have another hour and 59 there's, minutes. There's left. 90 minutes left. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this movie does go at a breakdown, but it also feels like a bunch of vignettes because like these scenes aren't really like stitched together very well. Like it's not at the, all. The three of them yeah. show up outside of uh, Veronica Cartwright's house because they hear that she died. And then they get into an argument. The ground seemingly opens below them. And then they just, there's a shot where they just, three of them just run, run away. Different <laughs> yeah. Like, like, what? They are I love, both, I, like, I love, really quickly, the interplay between um, Cher, yeah. uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Susan Sarandon. They, these ladies are so, so good at their jobs. They're so yeah. on top of the game. And in this particular roles, they look like they're having a great time. And I, yeah. I was reading, I think Cher and Susan Sarandon's character were switched at like the last minute. So when Susan Sarandon showed up on set that she was like playing someone else, they fucking hated each other for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I read that too. could never tell. But um, <laughs> they made the right choice though, because like Cher, her whole character, her whole, her in this Ugh. movie, it was like an instant crush for me. I'm like, oh, oh my God. God, she is yeah. like, you know, stunning. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fantastic. And she, they kept saying she has a daughter in this movie. Do you ever meet that daughter? Am I misremembering that? They kept bringing that up. I never yeah. saw the kid. Yeah. Was the kid in it? Is she like a teen or something? Or she's just like, you just, why you never see it. She's not, she doesn't really feature. Right. I just yeah. assumed she was like lobbed in with one of Michelle Pfeiffer's six children. Right. <laughs> and I kept forgetting, I kept forgetting she yeah. had children until they were on there, screen. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. There was a bit when they're all living together at the end that I think one, that Cher's kid is helping looking after the other six. Right. I was wondering that too, but Barely, she, she would have yeah. been the only kid with black hair, right? Right. But she's like, not, yeah. it's, you're right. Is It's just not important. It's no. like I said, in this movie, goes, who cares? Yeah. Irrelevant. Yeah. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. The, the ground's exploding. Then the girls go off in different directions. It is like a fever dream. Even when, uh, even when Jack Nicholson is seducing Michelle Pfeiffer's character, like they're they're all at the pool, and the three of them are floating in the pool, and then Susan Sarandon and a chair just kind of float away, and you don't see them. In the rest. Yeah. Like they just yeah, it's like they're not there. Yeah. yeah. It's bizarre, but I'm into it. It's, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It, absolutely. Don't take anything that we're saying as criticism of this movie. It's just. So original. Yeah. I cannot say this movie reminds me of any other movie. Like, no. of nothing like I it. kept thinking I kept thinking of other movies, but because this was the genesis for it. Like I like I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, I was thinking of the craft, um practical magic. Fuck, there was a third like hocus, a hocus pocus. Hocus like pocus. it's always the same th- th- thing. So I was expecting something completely different from this movie, not realizing this was the start of it all. But and, yeah. and then at some point they're just like, you know what, Jack Nicholson? 
we don't like you no mo's and then yeah then all hell breaks loose yeah Le- yes. it, it goes so yeah exactly so the, the ladies that are they're worried about you know the death of nancy uh, nancy cartwright um yeah. veronica cartwright um and so they kind of they run off to the sort of they stop paying him attention he goes you know suddenly becomes a very sort of jealous incel almost of just like he you know you should be paying me attention and so starts kind of like cursing yeah. them so so um Cher's character suddenly wakes up covered in snakes because it's like her her big thing jane um susan sarandon she ra- ages rapidly suki is in um phenomenal pain ends up in the yeah. hospital kind of thing it was crazy when he shows up to her house and it looks like she just, like they don't again they don't tell you anything it just she looks like she had the she was beaten up like she's all bruised up like you can yeah. see it yeah it's like she's it's got cold like, sores or something yeah like it's yeah weird unexplained thing as well that's going on I kept thinking I missed something. I was like, I did, I, did my DVD skip? Like, I'm I do so love the production of this. Like, all three of their houses are so fantastic. Like, Susan Sarandon's got like this tiny little, almost yeah. like Jim Carrey's it, house. And Jim you know, Carrey's house, yeah. It's just this little tiny, I, Rhode Island, baby. Um, <laughs> and Cher's house is like so precariously on running water that I was like, oh, this is a fucking nightmare. And the opening comes. of the movie is in pouring rain. Like, this house is gone. Yeah. Um, but I love that bit where he goes to each one of their houses, trying to like explain to himself. He's trying, right, to right, he, He's trying to give yeah, him flowers. Yeah, he, he calls he calls Cher and she's in bed, and he shows up to was it Susan Sarandon's house second, and she's not there. Leaves a note with a giant D written in fucking blood or yeah. paint, whatever. Yeah, he put it on a, a musical sheet. Yeah, he goes from like zero to hundred. But it it is important to point out that Veronica Cartwright's character before she dies claims that he's using them because he wants three sons yeah right? mm-hmm. like that's i but it's never explained why i mean it's just right and then so then yeah so they're all in pain they all end up in hospital, and then they all find out that they're pregnant yeah so they're all pregnant um so like and this is kind of what i mean is that i've seen you guys is that it's okay so we set up that the devil has impregnated these three ladies tight doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no, there's no, come up. what's going to happen. There's no like implications to the world. There's no world ending. It, no, yeah. It's, it's just never said right. why Michelle Pfeiffer's character can get pregnant so easily. I don't know if that's like a thing. That's just, she goes, oh, I mean, she goes, she even jokes about it, but it's yeah, like, she's like, I, I will, I'll get pregnant if I share your toothbrush. Yeah. First I of mean, all, but the thing is, Mrs. And I joke, <laughs> yeah. if you walk in between us, you'll get pregnant. Like I said, we are way too mm. fertile. That's why I'm like, I'm getting a goddamn vasectomy. Just take it all. <laughs> like, Cause we're, we get pregnant yeah. way too easy. That's a weird but thing it happens, to brag about. But then yeah. you've got, remember <laughs> Susan Sarandon, like can't have kids, but now yeah. she is pregnant. So, right. So then they realize that like they are they can only remove and they just they have this realization but it's not explained as to why but they realize they're going to have to use their witch powers that again have never been explained never been explored no nope. they just seem to have them they they figure out that they they get a book from somewhere yeah realize, his his library like it's like the fucking necronomicon yeah like, right. it's right here and they <laughs> it's they, in the house they, the whole time they make um, a voodoo doll, in, 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 including erection, which I, yeah, I love. That. Like, I love the little that candle, was funny. The, the little that wax was so funny. was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, but that's when it gets crazy, you know. And I have to be honest that it was fantastic. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. all of the ins play with Jack Nicholson and the voodoo doll. Like when they throw oh it around, he gosh, gets thrown so around. So when so like so his his acting, when they're like 
You're like, yeah, I mean, someone else take this one. Like, talk about this. Oh, it, so the other movie I was thinking of, Teen Witch, because it also has a similar like voodoo doll scene. That just it made me think of that. Mm-hmm. Or she mm-hmm. makes the guy walk through the car wash and she puts the doll. On. It doesn't matter. But yeah, they make this like <laughs> again. It's it's never explicitly explained what their powers are. They they just bewitching, and they make this wax figurine again with anatomically correct. I thought that was so funny because they kept like throwing this thing and dropping it, but the, the little pee pee kept hanging on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and then all of a sudden there's a dog in this house that you never yeah. see before. Right. Ever. The, the dog, dog, not only there, but is like a character and is like yeah. reacting. To and things. is super into this candle wax figurine. And they, they're they like poking it and they're putting feathers on it. And all the while, like the interplay, like you said, between Jack Nicholson doing this insane physical work. Like he goes to, he's like, the ladies want bagels and ice cream. So he goes into town with Lurch. He goes into the little, <laughs> the, he buys the bagels and the salmon or smoked salmon. He goes into the ice cream place and then smashes his hand. Like he stabs himself in the leg. Or no, 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 I'm sorry. He they gets stab, stabbed. Right, he's, they stab the dog. Yeah. And he like doubles over. And they do something to his hand and he smashes his hand into the ice cream. It's fucking mental. It's and it mental. Just yeah. gets crazy from there. It like he gets, he's getting blown in the wind. He starts like um, feathers out of his mouth. And then he has his own cherry pit scene where he's in and he has this massive monologue inside the church full of Jack Nicholson while spitting on people. It's incredible. Is that before or after his Mad Max style car sequence? Before. Because the Mad Max scene happens to get back to the thing. And I, I was oh waiting. I was like, it's God. George Miller. Is he going to do anything with cars? Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. Well. There's a shot where the stunt driver is thrown out of the back of the car. And it looks like he almost got ripped underneath. Yeah. Like he was hitting the pavement, which blew my mind. It's, it's a George Miller movie. So he probably no, did yeah. almost die. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but that God. didn't. I got to um, watch that Superior Road again. Yeah, but that whole, I mean, <laughs> yeah. all of that. You know, him being cursed is like 20 minutes of of nuts. It's and it so starts, long. And it's getting crazier and crazier. And then he's in the car. And like, so they're throwing it around and the dog's trying to get it. So he's reacting to it. And he sort of peels up. And that's when, and this is the moment where I was like, my jaw dropped. And I said, I can't wait for you guys. Because he's starting yeah. to mutate a bit. He's got one mm-hmm. like almost werewolfy hand and a werewolf. Why? Who cares? <laughs> And he's like, and he's growling and he's coming through and he's look, he looks like the wolf man. The, the other sweaty. thing, they're, they're like trying to cover up the fact that they were performing this ceremony. Like they're sweeping up all like all the feathers to make it look like they weren't doing it. Why? Like, I mean, their whole goal is like, they, as they say, it's like to make him just go away and disappear. Right. Yeah. And I don't, why would they have to clean up their mess? And like, they put him in the cookie jar and yeah. It's, it's all the just in case of it all. I but guess it gets so crazy <laughs> when the doll gets broken into pieces. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. when, I mean, I don't know. That's when it's like you're sniffing glue or whatever. I don't know what I was expecting. Like, I thought they would open the door and he would just be shat, like in pieces, but like moving around. But no, no, no. They uh, managed to subvert my expectations and do something fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just literally, it's it's like it. It's like Stephen King's yeah. Like it's no longer the clown. It now just transforms. They didn't really. Know. I feel like they didn't really know 
what to do with the ending of this movie. But there's other shots too where the wind is blowing and you see the three of them like fly around the corner of this staircase and it's like the stunt work is crazy. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. Um, and then Susan Sarandon's character, is it Susan Sarandon's character falls over oh. the thing, but they like, oh, yeah. quick, quick laugh, you can fly. And they're like, okay. And again, I was like, sure. did we establish that in the movie? That nope. if they mm-hmm. laugh, they fly? And the thing about it is, is no, you never care. That's this movie. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Constantly yeah. on this ride, you go, whatever. It's crazy to, yeah. But it's yeah. like, that's when I was like, it reminded me of Peter Jackson because what is the Peter Jackson movie? I think it's called Bad Taste. I think it's called, it, it's the one that has the, the lawnmower scene. Oh, no. It's, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Dead, 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 dead Alive, right? Dead Alive, whatever which the, ends up with a giant sort of pregnant sort of like monster in the house. That yeah. was very yes. evocative of this. Yeah, what that's true. Jack Nicholson is suddenly, he's this massive, deformed, slightly pregnant mutant thing that's sort of like attacking the house and a fire starts. And then like, and then you have that moment when they, what do they do? They melt it or what, what do they do? Yeah, I think it just like, falls into the fire in it. That's for, right. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. No, then, they, they throw it into the fire. Oh, okay, like, okay. Yeah, to destroy it. But, but then you get that, that, that little... What would you describe him as? He's I said, like they, they turn him into a little quato. That's it, a quato <laughs> slash turnip slash sperm. That's just he like turns around and like winks and then just disappears. And then just boink yeah. and just yeah. so, disappears. So like, like I was saying, I was watching this on DVD and my the video quality on the DVD I had was so bad that when that scene happened, like where he was like that little potato quato thing... <laughs> I couldn't understand what I was looking at. Like the pixelation was so bad. Oh, I was like, yeah, I don't I even thought know. so too. It does. Cause it doesn't even like, look what like what am him. I seeing? Yeah. So I had to go online and watch like a high res kind of to understand what I was even looking and at. And still unclear. So you didn't help. Like, no, like we're describing him as a quotato, um, quotato which I yeah. quite like, um, but <laughs> you in, say quato, I say <laughs> tomato. Is <laughs> that classic? Um, <laughs> but in this one, they describe him as a shriveled homunculus. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. that's that's what I would create if I was asked to create a. Which for our listeners at home, don't Google that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't look that up. It's, uh, um, I looked it up. It's also it's hot and top apron. No, don't Google that. Um, is uh, oh, no. yeah. So so that's when suddenly like okay again. So you don't know how long the movie's been going. You don't know. So then he pops out of existence, and you're like, okay, what's going to happen now? And then we kind of. Flash forward at undetermined amount of time, but the babies have been born. We've got the three boys like in yeah. the bath together. It's maybe like eight, six, them up. eight months, something like that. Yeah, they're it's all fun. in the. Uh, they're all in the the. Mansion. They're still in the house. They're, yeah. they're like, well, we're keeping this. Their sister wives in the house. They're yeah. all raising the children together, um, yeah. and then you have this sort of moment where. The three babies go running off in their little, little like romper things that yeah. enable them to get around, and they all go into the same room, that TV room, where there's like twenty TVs, and they're all Jack Nicholson. They all turn into Jack Nicholson. And he's like, "Hey, kiddos, how you doing? You know, say hi to Daddy." And then the three ladies come in, and they just turn the TVs off. Credits. It fucking nuts. Yep. The, what's there to explain? It's yeah. right there. Everything. <laughs> it's just. It's just <laughs> I've never, it's, that's what I'm saying is I find the movie so brave. My jaw was on the floor by after, like I, after going through all that and then getting that ending, I was just this again, like I said, after watching this movie, it's, it's consumed me. It's all I can think about. 
Yeah, I yeah. mean, you guys have been asking for that dodgeball ending of just cut to credits. We fucking got it. We got say, it. We got it. And I was it gonna, was incredible. I was going to go back and say, I wish we got that ending in Osmosis Jones because there's a bit where Bill Murray's character fucking dies. Yes. And they cut to the girl and she's Harley Quinn for some reason. And she's just yeah. crying. Credits would have been the, that, that would have elevated this to a phenomenal yes. thing. Yeah. But yes, we got that ending with arguably the, the best of the the most rem- the most memorable movie we watched this week. Yeah, it's. I mean, apparently it's based off a novel, a um, John Updike novel, like no less. Which I didn't know he wrote like fantasy and stuff, or like whatever you genre you would make this as. This isn't a biography. This isn't a biography. This is what happened. Nineteen eighty four novel that got adapted almost immediately into a movie. Um, and they tried but to make some TV shows out of it too. I think. And like it was interesting because like the critical response. Like I saw like the the audience and critical score like. The Tomatometer and the audience score were both like around 65, 67%. And I think it's just people going, I enjoyed it. I don't know what to make of it. Yeah. I don't know what just yeah. happened. Kind of like what Ryan said, like, is it because my, my, it's my jaw literally did. There was one, it was a scene where it was just getting a bit crazy. And I literally went like my jaw, like, what is happening? What am I watching? But, mm-hmm. but I, Instead of being frustrated with it, instead of being angry at it, instead of being like, you know, like, like, will yeah. you know, like just, oh, I should dissect this or explain what's, I'm just, I so, just let myself go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm yeah. just, let it take I'm you. Just, really. I'm on, I'm on, much like George Miller's Mad Max Fury Road, I was just along for the ride. That's like all his yeah. movies. I was just like, I'm into it. I'm like, I, I couldn't even stop mid movie to process what I was seeing. I just had to kind of let myself be taken by it. Yeah, that's that's kind of the thing with like a lot of his films, like, you know, from his like bangers to like his not so great ones. Like, um, what was that last one he did with the genie? Thousand Years of Longing? Three Thousand Years of Longing. After watching <laughs> like, this movie, I wanted to immediately watch that movie. I, you know, I saw it in the theater. I didn't enjoy it, but I might watch it again just after watching this. Um, but that was kind of like a lot of the same thing. I don't think it was as effective, like. That movie also kind of didn't have a beginning or an end. That's where she's in the hotel with Idris Elba, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's, Idris Elba. Yeah, I think it was a COVID movie, right? Oh, Something okay. like that. Yeah. But it's also the movie. That movie is also very, very strange in a different way. Um, just as imaginative, just as weird. But George Miller, yeah, he just does not care for story structure or anything like that. And Sometimes, Thank you know, unless God. he's making like, yeah, no, like, unless he's making like a movie specifically for families, then he's seen, then he's like, okay, this will have yeah. a structure of some kind. But like, yeah, thank God the Mad Max movies are like, we're not even going to care about continuity. Like, we just, we just want to show you something awesome. And that's, yeah, we just want to make movies better for it. Yes. <laughs> no, no irony. Absolutely. Yeah. Doesn't Fur- is Furiosa come out this year? Yeah. I, oh God, I hope so. Yeah. So stoked. Yeah, I wanted to be awesome, but I mean, just to see Chris Hemsworth play that, he's like unrecognizable in the trailer. I know Ali doesn't watch trailers, but he, like, I had to stop and be like, oh my God, that's Chris Hemsworth. Is he a young Immortan Joe? Is that it? No, no, I think there's another. Immortan Joe's in it, obviously, but it's not Hemsworth. Obviously. Uh, (laughs) It'd be weird if it, I mean, it would also be very George Miller to be like, ignore fury road and just be like yeah. this is just a furiosa story I and mean, it's jack nicholson is <laughs> oh my god what's his, his name was da- darren daryl daryl van horn daryl had daryl that's daryl 
I didn't I even put it, it together. Even just like this, I couldn't. Rem- I still can't remember. <laughs> Daniel Van Horn. Van Horn. Daryl right? Van yeah. Horn. Daryl. I didn't Horn. want to ruin it for you guys because I, w- I wanted to send all these Daryl gifts. Going, there's one thing this movie doesn't need. Yes. Oh, yeah. Daryls. Finally, <laughs> we can, like work that into every episode we do. This is actually grown up Daryl. This is like <sighs> he grew up to be the devil. That's what happened. Oh my god. That's why his mom is in this movie. You see. So then you, actually, you're right. So I'm seeing this, uh, Ryan, that story that you were telling is that um, Cher insisted on getting the role that was given to Susan Sarandon. So they gave into her demands and Susan Sarandon didn't discover until she turned up on location. Yeah. I, but I can't, I can't picture it the other way. Like, I think it works. I think yeah. that, I like that Susan Sarandon goes from kind of like the buttoned up to then the sexy Susan Sarandon that like, yeah. you know, it's just something about Susan Sarandon, like in the same way. She becomes her character in Bull Durham. Bull Durham, right? yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's all I can it's think just about. Where she's yeah. just effortlessly yeah. sexy and just yeah. confident and just like, you know, has control over the people around her kind she's of She's got that like Southern kind of yeah. girl next door look. And she's, she's, I mean, everyone on this, in this movie is fantastic. Yeah, Easy. that's, you're, you're not wrong. I mean, you know, I said it before, but Veronica Cartwright is stealing Kills every it. scene she's in. Kills it. The three ladies are so talented and they work great together. Veronica Cartwright, who plays like Ned Flanders' wife, kind of. Yeah. In the Simpsons, you know, like that yeah. very buttoned up church going lady that, that she's like, I'm, I can see the devil. He's here. Very Mod and Flanders. Just, yeah. 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 Mod Flanders. Thank you. And it ends the same way. <laughs> No, yeah. She gets hit with a fucking uh. t-shirt cannon. <laughs> that's fucking crazy that that's what they'd spoiler alert if you don't watch The Simpsons, but yeah, you haven't watched Simpsons in 20 years. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, don't start now. This, yeah. I think, yeah. is a movie that I almost sort of wish I'd purchased because mm-hmm. I feel like I need to watch it again. And like, and it's, it's an imperfect movie that finds its perfection in it's a fun watch i would just I, like I, you know all of the things that we've said about this movie would usually be criticisms why, why is this dog why this there's no explanation as to that they never give any background for the we're just going i don't care yeah. i don't care I don't, and, and i don't know yeah. why like i because usually we're pretty yeah know, we're pretty how does this movie get this, away so. with yeah. all of the crimes it's committing that we would usually be all yeah. over this is such a movie that all used to have um like movie parties at your house and uh, this is like such a movie that you would have a showing for and Zen would make like cherry themed <laughs> cherry themed things <laughs> laced with something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, I like, should like, be molding everything, the cookies, but they'd all have little peepees on them. Yes. Well, <laughs> obviously, I, she should already be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but like just to circle back on that, I think this is like such a, a movie that rev- that can like be a fun viewing party for for people like get the girls together make like a giant gallon of fucking martinis agreed they're drinking yeah. i think it'd be a great ladies ladies night party yeah. i like because you get those little interplays of the women just talking like women do mm-hmm. you know just talking and being honest and being open and being like oh this sucks and this is you know and then it's like and talking about penises and talking about men and a lot of penis talk in this movie you know but it's like mm-hmm. but okay like you know but not enough but not, not, but not enough yeah. There's, uh, there's yeah. usually lots of penis talk, um, but it was like, and yeah, we also mentioned John Williams doing the score. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. You know, and Vilmos like, Vilmos Zygmunt is the DP on this. It looked um, fucking fantastic. Double check. Yeah, it, it was such a good look. Yes, Vilmos Zygmunt, famous um, for something. 
<laughs> I just recognized the name, like, uh, and the movie does have this like great look to it. You recognize that? Best known for Close Encounters of the Third Kind and The Deer Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, and Jersey Girl. Most people don't know that. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. That's why. That's why this is the best looking Kevin Smith movie. He won. He won Academy Award for Close Encounters. He's for been Close nominated for right. Deer Hunter, River, Black Dahlia. Um, he did Deliverance. Oh, fuck. Two bangers we've had on this podcast. Yeah, that's wow. <laughs> okay, The he's, Ghost he's, in the Darkness. I like that movie. But that's a great one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it the Michael Douglas Lion Val Kilmer. Movie? That's why Val Kilmer Val didn't Kilmer. come back as Batman. Yeah. Um, I like that movie. Um, yeah, the, this movie... Of all three, I think it's almost, you have to watch it. Yeah. If We're still talking about it. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen this movie, you have to watch it. Find it, rent it, watch it, get a group together. Send us your thoughts on this movie because it's just, you, I, 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 want, I always want to talk to my mom because much like Ryan said is this movie has been on my mind all week since I watched it. I'm just like, what the? And I remember my mom was watching this movie. Like I said, I was nine or 10 years old. Where is this, 87? So there you go. I'm like six, seven years old. So it's on TV. So I'm nine. I'm almost nailed it. And mom's watching it. And I've come in and out, in and out. And just, you know, I'm being entertained by the randomness of it. But I, I just assumed it was much more of a women empowerment. And we're taking down the devil and it having a very sort of generic approach. Yeah. There's nothing generic about But, it, but it does, it feels like almost like the evil dead. Like it's. It's yeah. kind of it's super dark at times, but still has that like comedy like yeah. film over it. Yeah, like the way that so like Veronica Cartwright dying and vomiting that scene is comedically dark. It's very yeah, dark it's comedy. Super fucked up, but it's hilarious that because again, like the slapsticky kind of vibe it, and the way it's shot again feels like very Sam Raimi-ish. I think. Mm-hmm. Or George yeah. So I'm like, yeah, if you're getting anything out of this episode of the podcast, is that the Witches of Eastwick is an immediate watch. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's fun. Yeah, it is of all three. I think it is the most original. Even though me, myself, and Irene, I laughed like the most in stuff. Yeah, the Witch of Eastwick confounded me. I had the most enjoyment not only watching this movie but texting you guys throughout. Yeah, <laughs> the entire watch of yeah. how I was feeling. <laughs> it's such yeah, such a fun movie. Uh, if I can share one story I read about online because. I'm I'm writing a bunch of uh, video essays, and this is a topic that's going to come up in one of them, which is uh, John Peters produced this movie, and John Peters is one of these guys. I'm not going to go into too much, but he's this guy I learned about. If anybody is a Kevin Smith fan, and oh, is he the Spider guy? He's the Spider guy. He's the guy who like suggested that Superman Return should end with a giant spider. Good thing that never showed up in a real movie. Um, yeah, but he uh, then put it in Wild Wild West, didn't he? Yes, That's um, right. and famously, he finally got his way in The Flash, where that exact scene happens. Yeah, with Nicholas. Thank King. God that happened. Yeah, it was great. Um, but uh, so we John Peters—that—that's John Peters, and I'm the video I'm making. I'm going to go way into more detail about him because he's such a fascinating guy who crops up. Also, if you've seen Licorice Pizza, Bradley Cooper—that's who he's playing. Oh, shit. that's okay. John Peters. Um, and uh, the behind the scenes I read about this movie. <laughs> is he like randomly in the middle of production decided that this movie needed to have an alien in it. Yeah. And, and then like had an actor show up in like an alien suit to try to force him into the movie. And George Miller and Jack Nicholson just ignored him until like he was getting assistant. And then they threatened to just walk off the movie 
but he was like dead set on even though it made he's no like we've sense. already got veronica cartwright we need the alien right <laughs> yes exactly so no, that, like, that's the kind of guy john peters is is just, he's he gets, a fascinating weirdo isn't he he sounds like one of these it's, it's so kind odd. of like that famous story of um the producer behind back to the future wanting to oh. call it spaceman from outer space or whatever like planet nine yeah <laughs> and yeah. steven spielberg writing back a memo and ccing everyone going we had such a good laugh at your joke memo yeah. that was hilarious <laughs> you know but it's like yeah i was it's because they're thinking because miller thinks that peters was influenced by the box office success of aliens the year before and that yeah. he's like yeah he turned up with a stuntman dressed as an alien and said, put him in a scene, any scene. And I'd like to picture, yeah. not like they got a full-on xenomorph costume, but it was just like a gray spandex with like an alien mask. Like right. The most, like a, the most generic. <laughs> Halloween story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's fucking like, yeah, um, so watch, watch a licorice pizza scene with, with Bradley Cooper, and then you'll be like, of course that guy would make this. Yeah, but he walked so um, Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer could fly destroy everyone <laughs> yeah. yeah leave a path yeah. of destruction behind like, yeah. so apparently test audience displeased with the original ending prompting several versions of the ending to be what was I, need to, I need to see i need to see i need all yes. that. i need it i need all of i must know um, and this is the ending that they landed on yeah I, <laughs> that's like, what i'm saying credits um bill murray was originally cast um Crazy. as daryl van horn i can't see anyone else but jack nicholson like having that i know manic yeah. energy Oh. I don't, yeah, yeah, no, no. He, I don't think Bill Murray could have pulled off the scary. It's just you know that yeah. crazy Jack Nicholson eyes where he's kind of doing the Shining. You yeah. know, he's kind of doing you know the Joker. He's just got those crazy yeah. fucking eyes and those insane. You can eyebrows. see that involvement, like whether it's Wolf or Joe. Like you can see everything after this. Like kind of makes sense from seeing this movie. Yeah. Oh, this is something I noticed in in the movie, and then I noticed that they rolled with it. So it's the bit. Um, it's just it was so perfect but it's where the ladies are like the devils come so Daryl's come back to the house they're running around they've cleaned up and they all run into this room to be casual mm-hmm. and as they're doing and doing you notice Michelle Pfeiffer knocks the <laughs> lamp the, the lamp yeah. yeah but I could tell like she'd done it by accident like yeah. the girl the ladies reactions were all real and I was like oh shit I don't think that was supposed to happen and then the next time they cut in they just roll with it. The, the yeah. broken lamps on the There's floor. A pillow she's casually it, right? like covered yeah. it with yeah. a rug. Yeah. And she's just I didn't sitting. notice that too. I didn't think that actually happened. That's great. No, so then I just see, I found it is like they, because it was such a good bit, they kept it in. It's kind That's of the same it. way that Robin Williams slips yes. over in mm-hmm. uh, the, the yeah. birdcage. It's, like, it's fine. It's fine. Keep going. Keep going. Oh. And like, it's just sometimes you get, it's, it's Donald Glover. Comedy gold, yeah. Donald, Donald Glover slipping and falling in the Martian. Where he's initially oh, right. he, he drank coffee, he spits it, and he goes, he does a full on flip, gets up, and they just keep rolling. And it's like sometimes you get magic in those moments. Yeah. That was one of those mm-hmm. moments I go, that was real. And that's awesome. And that it was. <laughs> so good. And I think yeah. also Rutger Hauer was, he was like really, he really wanted the role in that. He'd be the good. Jack Nicholson role. Yeah. I, I, can, I, can, I can see, I can that. see Rutger Hauer. Yeah. 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 Big time. Yeah. That and then he went on to do, um, um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I always forget he's like the main <laughs> bad in that yeah. movie. And he's fucking great. He's great. He's great. Yeah. yeah. The movie, not so much, but he's great. Oh, duh. So here you go. You guys are like uh, this, considering you guys were mixing it up. Angelica, Angelica Houston right. um, was yes. passed over for the role that went to share, but of course she turns up later as the Grand Witch. <laughs> She's, um, I'll show you. I'll do my own witch movie. In The Witches. <laughs> yeah. um, that, was probably, that was before this, though, right? <laughs> no. Uh, the Witches came in 1990. No shit. I don't know why I thought oh, wow. that was like 80. 
Uh, I, I thought that was way earlier. It just maybe it looks just looks like a crappier version of this movie. <laughs> okay, I've got to read you this bit. This is weird and funny, and I like this. Um, the opening shot zooming in on the town of Eastwick, the fictional town, uh, Ryan, that you referenced um, earlier, was originally supposed to feature a seagull. Um, visual effects supervisor had great difficulty finding a suitable bird. The plan was to acquire a taxidermy type bird and put animatronics, but it turned out to be illegal to own a dead seagull in California. They were able um, to borrow one, but another law stated it had to be returned to its legal owner in the same condition it came in. And after turning the bird into a rod puppet of sorts, a team spent weeks perfecting the motion with up to 10 puppeteers working simultaneously. And in the end, none oh of their God. work ends up on screen because the opening <laughs> credits were added to the shot and the seagull was found too distracting. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. That, if that doesn't <laughs> boil down just how crazy this movie is... You know, I don't know what does. That's just, that's such a great, like, and this movie had a $150 million budget. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My God. Worth every penny. Let's have a look. Which is, that's crazy to think, like, because there's, there had been, like, decent, that, that seems like such a crazy effect to have to bend over backwards. The the Witches of Eastwick is a $20 million movie. So, of all the movies, it was the, the one with the lowest budget. Yeah. Me, myself, and I means 50 million. Osmosis Jones is 70 million. The Witches of Eastwick, twenty-two million, made sixty-three million dollars. I wonder um, what their salary, like what they paid the main actors, because in this movie, because that's crazy yeah. to think that, like twenty mil, yeah, yeah. You'd think they would get like twenty, like nowadays they'd get like twenty million each. Yeah, Jack Nicholson, right. especially at that For point sure. in his well, career. Well, because he's a man, he would get sixty million. So rightfully I mean, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so weirdly, so what would you like? I know we're saying. Would you say that The Witch of Eastwick of the Three is the best movie? Even though that we're saying watch it for sure because it's bonkers. Would you say it's the best movie? Uh, Will's no, saying yes. Down, if you're listening, he's nodding his head. Wow. What do you yes. say, Ryan? Because I'm like, because I love me myself. I, what I mean, I think is a great. It's a good movie. I think the, yeah. but it's the fact that it's stuck with us. The Witch of Eastwick, I think, is what yeah. makes it. It's crazy. <laughs> I haven't had a movie do that in like a, in a, in quite a while. Where I'm like, for after for days after, I'm still thinking about this movie because it is so truly insane mm-hmm. i think yeah i'm with you on that one i'm with you but there is another element to this podcast where we of course we have to pick one of these movies to represent rhode island now spoiler alert none of these movies were shot in rhode island um they were shot in let me double check um massachusetts um features a lot in the witches of eastwick is Massachusetts, so is Osmosis Jones, is Massachusetts. Me, myself, and Irene is shot, a lot of it is shot in Vermont. Now, of course, it's New England. It's something that we've been getting into, and it's the same as the problem that we're getting into in some of the plain states, is like that we were getting a lot of um, corn. You know, we were doing Iowa, and we're doing, you know, all these sort mm-hmm. of things, lots of corn turning up. Um, and then in this case, you know, we're in New England, but you've got, you know, the undercurrent of me, myself, and Arian is all very much the fact that he is a Rhode Islander. He, they, their way of thinking, yeah. they're always talking about the Rhode Island, the fact that yeah. it seems like an innocent, um, charming, sort of quaint, naive, white place to live. You know, mm-hmm. and you kind of get that same feeling in The Witches of Eastwick. It's a very quaint, it's very, you know, the same sort of New England feel. The very first sort of shot you really get inside the church, everybody's white. You know, it's that it's that that same kind of vibe. And then Osmosis Jones. Okay, technically it takes place in Rhode Island, but most of the movie takes place inside Bill Murray's body. 
So I'm yeah. willing to say that, honestly, of them all, Osmosis Jones, we can just cut that one off. Yep. Yeah. It kick it out of the podcast, kick it out of the country, yeah. kick it out of movie history. Just get rid of it. Just yep. okay. dump it. But just I think it's, it. it's an interesting uh, two-way fight for me. Between the, the Witch of Eastwick having a very, very, it's a fictional town, but God, it's, yeah. it features that town, it features the people, it features the vibe, it's on the water, it's got the green trees kind of element. I, and the small town afraid of the new guy yeah. thing. But me, myself, and Irene is sort of taking that small town innocent sort of thing and putting it on an adventure. So yeah. what are you guys thinking? It's so funny that one of them, the core of it, is the heart and soul and the core of it is Rhode Island. And the other one just feels the most Rhode Island. And that's me, myself and Irene and the witches respectively. Like I, I'm watching the, the witches of Eastwick. I was like, Oh, this just feels like a Rhode Island. Like it just felt more Rhode Islandy to me. That said, it's shocking to me that this wasn't set in like Salem for some odd reason. Like it could have right. just been set in like Massachusetts. Yeah. Like why did it, it didn't need to be Rhode Island. It really didn't add anything to this movie versus um, me, myself, and Irene, which, like you said, his core tenants are that he's from Rhode Island. He's like the Rhode Island State Police. Like, that's a very core thing yeah. to this movie. And it still has that that kind of Rhode Islandy feel. Um, I, I, I agree. The thing is, it, uh, if the yeah. Rhode Island is, that's why Ryan and I's initial, as soon as we said Rhode Island, both of us, I went, we went, yeah. me, myself, oh, and I, yeah. that's a movie about yeah. Rhode Island because there's always a Rhode Island State Trooper and it's all about. Yeah that kind of vibe and that sort of like they just say Rhode Island a lot more yeah a lot yeah um, <laughs> what about um, what about you Will what are you saying? where are you feeling feeling about this I think I'm kind of feeling the same way because as much as you know we say this all the time I think Witches of Eastwick is the best of the three by far um, but while it's set there and there's a lot of that feeling, there's not really a lot of the iconography. It could have, we, there's like five other States that we've done on this podcast. It could have been set in. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not core to its being. Whereas, you know, Jim Carrey's like literally wearing the Rhode Island state police, like uniform. It is core to who he is. Um, I, unfortunately, I don't know too much about Rhode Island landmarks and iconography, but since they got the uniform, I think it's got the yeah. most. Rhode and Island it weirdly icon. feels like Canadian. I mean, I know Jim Carrey's from yeah. Canada, but like, why do they all seem like the police all seem like Mounties? For some that was what I yeah. thought. Like, just based on like the trailers and stuff too, I thought this was like yeah. in Canada or something. It very well could have, like, it could have easily been. But yeah, but the fact that it's not, and they they do yeah. establish Rhode Island. Yeah, I, I that's that's where I'm leaning to. Is that it feels the most like? Of I agree. Island. I can say that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's kind of like, it's sort of going back to what I was saying with what Jim Carrey does. I find that Jim Carrey is very good at bringing heart even to ridiculous. And that, you know, you genuinely feel the the love of, he loves Rhode Island. He loves being a Rhode Island state trooper. He loves, yeah. you know, that's like his whole the, thing. He loves what it is, the small town of it all. It's like the, the biggest little state in the, the nation or in the union or whatever, yeah. you know whatever he says it's like it's even though that it is kind of like a road trip movie the the you never get away from the Rhode Island of it and like you're always cutting back to his guys the troopers and the captain that cares about him and his like, and his and his sons you know it's just it's kind of got that element because I mean at the same time I could still say that but the Witch of Eastwick is the one that at least is sort of like has created a fake town you know yeah. it, like it, it gives mm -hmm. this full flavor 
to to sort of what what Rhode yeah. Island is. Whereas, it, yeah, but like like we said, I I think that you could have set this like any. It could have been in Maine. Like it could have been set any on any broad stroke coastal town i think the fact that it wasn't set in salem like you said i think that was that for me i think is what's the nail in the coffin is you could have just put it in salem yeah which is Mm -hmm. the same it's new for for all the other wacky insane shit you've done in this movie i think put like just having it set in salem would have it would have further established their whole like witch thing which they never really touched on it would just add to that extra layer of like oh right salem they be witches i get it Right. <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, exactly. It would just it would just immediately yeah. kind of like just explain explain away. Okay, yeah, right. No problem. Right. I get it. So so okay. So we're gonna do it. I'm actually kinda happy about this. I think I, yeah. I like this. I, I mm-hmm. like I said I, I like Yeah, I thought we were gonna end up going with the Witches of Eastwick on this, but I, it makes after talking it through and which I will be talking about deeply in therapy is <laughs> how how fucking crazy this movie is i had to call my mom and ask her if she's seen this movie i mean it's, it's uh i do i i do i want to ask my mom if she remembers watching this movie as well but yeah no okay so there we have it the official movie the movie to officially represent rhode island uh here on the united states of movie podcast at least until we come up with another farrelly brothers movie probably uh, oh no, we- no no when Dumb and Dumber when Harry around. met Lloyd because uh, we'll fight both of you. No, it's going to be yeah, it's going to be uh, me myself and um, and Irene. Now the thing is, um, when it comes to also rans, it's tricky. There wasn't a lot of choice mm-hmm. when it came to Rhode Island, apart from, I mean, like can you think? There's there's it's all of the there was Dan in real life. I remember that was one that um they'd been sort of talked about but yeah. everything else is like there were so many farrelly brothers movies that it yeah. was kind of almost ridiculous wasn't it i mean i almost sent you guys i just just to be mean for major pain which i sense again apologies to the wayans <laughs> um but uh I, I, as punishment for that i almost made you guys watch the oldest dustiest movie i could find which was <laughs> high society <laughs> Which is Bing Crosby and Frank Sinatra. Would have been better than um, Moses Jones. <laughs> so much better in retrospect. And the only reason I didn't pick it is because it's a remake of Philadelphia Story, which mm-hmm. is better than High Society. But it was a musical, so I was like, oh, it would be funny to make you guys watch another 1950s musical that at least has uh, Louis oh, Armstrong man. in it. There's uh, there's one on this list that I'm, I'm just, after re-looking at it again, um, called Other People's Money with Danny DeVito that I remember really liking when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um I was we surprised that you guys didn't make me watch The Conjuring. The Conjuring, yeah. I don't know anything. I never yeah, watched yeah. any of those. It, I'm not that, impressed. That, by might any be the those be, that might be the best one. Um, but I, I don't care for The Conjuring films, but I know there's something about Mary pops up on here, but I don't really consider. Yeah, I mean, I know part of it. Florida and Whole Past as well, like you were mentioning. That's another yeah. Farrelly Brothers movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dumb and yeah, Dumb. Not, yeah, not, not a ton to choose from. So, I mean, there's yeah. a few. I mean, like, there's another horror movie, X did. There's a Evening, um, a 2007 drama with an insane cast. Um, I'm seeing Claire Danes, Tony Collette, Vanessa Redgrave, Patrick Wilson, um, Meryl Streep, Glenn Close. What? It's 103 but, um, Dalmatians, right? As a, yeah, a young woman in her early 20s, cabaret singer, arrives in the spacious Newport, Rhode Island. So there are. There are still plenty of movies out there for it. I mean, it was just, we yeah. were kind of lost in the sea and the, the trees of the Farrelly Brothers movies, which are 
some of the most sort of like well known. Yeah, but I which think, never going back to that forest. Yeah, no, I think when we when we turn, when we come back around to Rhode Island, I think maybe we should be interesting. We, yeah, we throw in some horror, we throw in some drama, and I think we'll throw in a dusty old movie. Sometimes your dusty old movie making you guys watch High Society. Boom, you're gonna be Bing Crosby they are heads surprising. by the time we're dead. I thought you said like high anxiety, and I got really excited to watch that Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> oh, when I was reading through the, when I was reading through the list, I saw it. I was like high anxiety. Oh no, no oh. high society. Oh man, it's great. Speaking right, of lists, yeah. before we started rolling, I finally busted out a map, and I have myself a list here of some of the states that we have not been to. Uh, many to choose from. I think I am going to do a little blind one today. I'm not even going to choose. I'm just going to do random. I'm going to just put my pen down. See where we land. We land on Wisconsin. Ooh. Oh, cheeseheads. Here we come. Yeah. Wisconsin. Okay. I know nothing really about Wisconsin. I have never been to Wisconsin. I just Googled it to figure out where it is. Okay. It's right <laughs> up at the top. It's near Michigan, Iowa, and Minnesota. Okay. Oh, true. Wisconsin. I'm going to be learning about a new state. Um, that I've never been to. This is going to be interesting to me. I have no instinctual answer. It's funny, you know, we've done 30 plus of these episodes and I can honest, I can say honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I have learned absolutely nothing about any of the states that we've picked. I can barely remember two of the movies we talk about every episode. It's crazy. I only remember two. Everyone, at, at I, best, when I, never through. I meet people and they ask, they talk about the podcast or I'm talking about the podcast and they go, oh, you know, and they go like, for example, this day, go, oh yeah, we did that. Which movies did you do? I go, this one, this uh, one. Uh, and then, There's this uh, awkward pause where I have to pull up the list of the podcast <laughs> episodes on Spotify and I'm like, oh, right. And they've already, I've had to do that so many times. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Hang on a second. Please tell me. I've always wanted to watch this movie. Uh, okay, so apparently maybe The Lake House, which is the Keanu Reeves song. No, <laughs> no. I know. I, I watched that movie on a date in theaters. That's the one where he fucks the mailbox, right? <laughs> <laughs> if um, only. Ed um, Gein, the musical. Hold on. There's, well. Okay, this is going to be a random one for sure. I mean, we're going to have to dig deep and go in and just sort of like try and find some stuff. But yeah, we're going to Wisconsin next oh, yeah. week, guys. Woo! Um, so we, to get thinking, get your thinking caps on, I'll put a little indicator here so I know that we've done that state. There we go. Um, guys, what an interesting week. Um, it was, I think, very funny that like we all just kind of accepted the three movies. You know, none of us, we, we weren't yeah. in our corners. We're not fighting. We're like, you know, it was like, okay, let's just see where we go with these movies. And I think the Pretty. biggest revelation is... Yeah. The Witch, The Beast, Witch, Witch, Beast, Beast Rules. Rules. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of lukewarm, like even, even me, myself and Irene, like, I was like, ah, it's a movie I've seen so many times. I, I'm worried I'm not gonna I'm gonna misremember it or I'm not gonna like it anymore because I I, I do adore it. But I, it was a very lukewarm response to all of these. But the east the east is of Witchwick, <laughs> the witches of Eastwick was truly the most memorable thing that's happened to me all week. Yeah, yeah, in such a weird way. And it's going to stick with you, much like it's yeah. stuck with us. And thank you for yeah. sticking with us. To all of you that watch us at home on YouTube, please drop a comment. That does help. We like to interact with you. Uh, subscribe if you haven't. Share this with other people as well. Tell your friends. Also, you can find us on our Facebook page uh, where we've been having a little bit of interaction with you guys as well, which has been fun. And on our Reddit where people have been reaching out to let us know they've been watching The Wraith, which is fantastic. Yeah. You should watch The Wraith. Um, maybe we'll do a special episode where we'll go back and watch the Wraith together. That'll be pretty fun. <laughs> yes. Um, 
Uh, yeah, to everybody else though, um, please, you can always find me, uh, my Monday videos as Oli Petru or That Englishman in Texas are always talking about this movie podcast and other movies as well. Will is always talking about movies. You can find him on his TikTok and his other Instagram, things like that as entitled Willennial. Uh, Ryan, he just, you know, he doesn't do social media, man. I don't. You know, he, he just... Oh, I don't have time. Me. I got to watch three movies a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he does have time to uh, invent fake movies, do great movie posters, uh, The Adventures of Puss man with will hirsch which oh, yes. you can find on our facebook page uh, if you want to see uh, the, the next big family posted that oh boy <laughs> oh i posted that yeah like people want that already um yeah. but yeah thank you to everybody um for joining in on this adventure coming along with us think about wisconsin we'll be back next week with another episode so just take this time for ryan will thank you very much as always you, for guys. joining me for this podcast and for everybody else that's at home thanks for being here for this episode of the united states of a movie podcast